Stand by for action. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast with your pals, Tom and Neil. Punk how you doing tonight, Neil? Till I Die. I'm fine, Tom. How are you on this fine, fine um, Monday? Monday. You know, Monday. We spent a good amount of time before we recorded talking about how weird the weather is. Like, it was almost 70 here today. It's still February. Yeah. Um, it was cold in the morning, too. I had frost on my windshield. It's just bizarre land. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to get a little bit colder again, but I mean, this is like... Spring is beginning in February. I mean, I'm sure we'll have some crap weather, but um, and the other th- the other thing that I'm struggling with personally, Neil, is because tomorrow is the primary. Where uh, in Michigan? Yeah, tomorrow is the Michigan primary. Oh, and it, it like a couple weeks ago, it just started to sink in with me that we're going to have one of these two guys be the president again, and I just it's it's freaking depressing. Well, what what I was reading was that when it gets to the Democratic convention. They're gonna, gonna they're gonna they're gonna make Biden step aside, and they'll just impose somebody on the Democratic ticket. Someone, younger. yeah, I, I I think that's probably a wise move, but I would also feel a little bit betrayed. I, I don't know. I don't know. listen, man. These parties are such dogs. It's like that's the thing. You got two guys running for president, and it's virtually impossible to say anything good about the candidates. Unless you're talking bad about one of the other candidates. You know what I mean? Everybody's argument for who they're voting for is, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? There's no positive attributes to either of these tools. Right. Just can't yeah. take it. Anyway, and the odds of them, either of them living another four years is dubious at best. Oh, I think Trump is going to live forever. I think he's yeah, just, he, just to fucking spite everybody. Do you think he bathes in the blood of virgins? <laughs> I think he might do. Or, uh, <laughs> or strippers. You know, you know the thing with Biden, like, if they if they push him out at the convention, it'd be super easy. They'd just be like, hey, you're still president, buddy. He's like, okay, cool. <laughs> actually, I'll, no, I'll go down in the basement now. Actually, no, you're king. They'll give him a little crown. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. A little crown on his head. From Burger, from Burger King. <laughs> yeah, he was know the difference and, and, and Trump will say he wonder if he lost one or lost it really doesn't matter yeah that's true that's true uh, anyway it's it's kind of like I said it's kind of sunk in it's sort of depressing it's just you know a country of 400 million people and, and this is what we're coming down to we have to vote for horny grandpa or <laughs> or or it's either horny grandpa or or uh, dementia grandpa those are our choices uh, yeah uh, so anyway horny let's just hope grandpa. no matter who is president they take away that little red phone or the button or whatever the, the launch launch codes yeah. like take away that phone. They're gonna give the f- fucking Biden's got like a toy phone, like a little kid's uh, phone. Not only are they not only are they going, not only should they not have access to it, they'll probably accidentally pee pee or poop on it. So anyway, anyway yeah, man. So that's so that's pretty good, huh? Oh, it's, and it's gonna not be even awesome. like you know when when Trump was president before. Typically, when you have a conservative type president, it's like a great time for punk rock. But the, the punk rockers got so lazy. Like all the Trump protest songs were so lame. Like nobody ever did anything even good about it. Right. We didn't even get any good songs. 
Yeah, like MDC had just changed on the lyrics to some of yeah, the songs. Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did I say fucked up Ronnie? I meant fucked up Donnie. Yes. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that'll be number so, one with anyway. a bullet. Uh, one of our one of our listeners, uh, man, why can't I think of our, Steve, who's been with us for a long time, went and saw. I saw he was posting pictures of his shoes after going to MDC and Channel Three, and all I can think is, boy, that's got to be kind of brutal, right? Like MDC is kind of. Channel three must have wiped them off the floor, I assume. I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Anyway, yeah, hopefully we get Mike back on and talk about his book before we forget it, before our old brains uh uh, yeah, well, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to beef up on it again because I've read three books since then. So ah. I'm gonna have to. Uh, Boy, look at you! Yeah, I know, right? It's like you're trying to win a free mini pizza or something. <laughs> I'm trying to get there a is- new. Trying to get a new career. I'm gonna be. <laughs> like a- when we're, yeah, there you go. When we were in school, like during the summer, if you read X amount of books, they give you one of those like coupons for like a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut or something. And as someone whose parents never bought the Pizza Hut, that was like the greatest thrill there was. So so Pizza Hut's one of those chains that's pretty much disappeared, right? Yeah, they're not doing too well. Well, you know, when people after people have better, you know, good pizza, they don't really want to go there anymore. Well, it's, in, well, it's stuck in an unfortunate position. It's right in the middle, right? Because if you want cheap, you go to Domino's or Little, Little Caesars. Caesars or some yeah. shit. But if you want good pizza, you certainly don't go to Pizza Hut. So they're stuck kind of in the in the yeah. middle. Well, and, you know, when we were kids, once again, they had jukeboxes, and they had, like, pictures of Mountain Dew. It seemed like the coolest place there was, but it hasn't has oh, aged well. Yeah. It hasn't aged well. So, anyway, pizza till I die here. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, actually. I would, uh, I, so you, I would like course, to have some pizza till I die. I, I just had a couple leftover pieces. Like, I ate them, like, half hour before dinner. My wife would have been so pissed, but I literally snuck them. So, what do you do for lunch every day in the sewers? What do you do? I don't live in the sewer, Neil. I have a cubicle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just picked you in my head, tromping like, through the sewers in a big rubber, rubber suit. Or something. Yeah, no, we have a very nice office. I have a cubicle and a computer with two screens. And, you know, it's, it is funny, though, because, like, a contractor will come in to do some welding or something in what we call our headworks, which is that's the first place the dirty water goes into. And they're like, oh, God, it smells so bad in here. We're just, like, eating donuts and drinking our coffee. Like, <laughs> Doesn't even, even phase us Dude, at all. You, you fucking are Homer Simpson, aren't you? You're well, I, I, my sense of smell. I got to tell you, uh, you know, I got COVID in twenty. I don't know, twenty 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 or twenty twenty one or whatever. My smell, sense of smell, has never entirely came back. Hmm. So, it, and in my business, it's really not that that big of a detriment. You know, unless I should be smelling something lethal, which is <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, Got um, gas in the house. Yeah. My sense of taste never entirely came back either. Jesus. I've always been uh, love spicy food. Mm-hmm. You know, I eat jalapenos like most people eat. You know, Cheerios or whatever. And I love hot sauce. I got hot sauce just everywhere, like stashed, just packets and bottles and whatever. Um, so, like, yeah, the only I have to have everything now just so hot to even get any spice out of it. So, hmm. but see. luckily, my stomach can handle it. Yeah. Still, so far. Even though, man, I had a bunch of PBRs Friday night at Music Bingo, and I really felt lousy Saturday morning. How did you do? Oh, Mag, that must have been a lot of PBR. How we didn't win anything. I think I had two buckets. Two so buckets. maybe like <laughs> 12 or 10. <laughs> After three, I'm pretty much done. Well, it was, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we didn't even win. No? But, well, at least you had so, fun, yeah. though. Because that place gets packed, right? When you do yeah, Music yeah, Bingo. It's pretty popular. Well, and it's funny because it was literally one of those times of like, 
I might be to the point. I might be to the point where my Saturday mornings, I can't sacrifice my Saturday mornings to my Friday nights. Yeah, I hear you. There. I had a good run. I'm 50 years old. I made it a good. I had a good run. I I hear you there, and I guess that's one of the things about getting older and getting sensible. Now that if I do go out, you know, and, and tear it up, which for me is like four beers, yeah, I'll be like, is it worth feeling like shit the whole next day? For this hour of uh, joy, you know what I mean? Well, the, the classic <laughs> Neil hungover story. Oh fuck! Is uh, uh, during see? COVID. During exactly. COVID. During COVID, they ruined everything, right? They mm-hmm. ruined everything during COVID, and but we were dying to go to a show. So, and we were going to buy them, but I think you actually ended up winning them or getting them from a record store or something. We got tickets to go see Peg Boy play in a parking lot. Yeah, that was uh, fall of twenty twenty, right? Fall 2020. So that parking lot was where the Chicago Fire play, way down south, yeah, not really south Chicago, side. right? Right, exactly. Yeah. All the suburbs. But the night before, <laughs> we went to Uncle Julio's, Neil's favorite Mexican place. Well, no, we'd been drinking all day, if you remember. We'd done oh, record yeah. shopping and we were drinking beer all day. Yeah, the rest then, of us, Scott and I drank the next day, too. Yeah, and then for some reason, I'm like, let's go to Uncle Julio's and I'm going to drink a bunch of margaritas. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got pretty wrecked on Friday night or whatever. And then Saturday all day you were just oh, like miserable. You were almost sick. I remember Neil or Scott and I were sitting there eating like Illuminati's uh, <laughs> pizza, yeah. just sitting there eating a deep dish pizza. Neil's just sitting there with his hand, head between his hands. Yeah, you son of a bitch, you guys. Then we get to the show. Get to the faces. show, and you're just like sitting in the driver's seat, <laughs> like a rape date, just sitting there watching the music. Of course, we we got out of our car for a minute because you were allowed to stand within like the parking spot or whatever you were in. And then when Pegboy finally came on, a bunch of us kind of went out in the front of the parking lot, and they had to very casually say, "I'm sorry, we have to shoot on the show. If you guys don't go back to your tuber on your car." That was when we decided we're not doing that. Parking lot shows are not going to be a thing. So. Which now, looking back, with now so what, what we know about COVID, the most ridiculous fucking thing in the whole world. Uh, I think people are a little slow to accept the reality of COVID, Neil. It seems like even though pretty <laughs> much everything's been debunked, those of us who are not compliant are still the bad guys. So, And you still see occasionally at work, I still see people wearing masks. I was like, what the fuck is Well, going on you know, here? I guess at the end of the day, if you're feeling a little sick or if you're vulnerable, that's not the worst thing in the world. But yes, if you're driving in your car by yourself wearing a mask, just go as fast as you can and drive into a cement pylon, please. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, though, with, with working from home, people don't have to come in. So if they are feeling vulnerable or sick or whatever, just don't fucking come in, you know? I still think it can be a little bit of a virtue signaling thing, too. Like, look how much I care about you. I'm wearing this mask. Mm-hmm. It's because you're ugly. Neil makes me want to play Fear. I don't care about you. But we should play a song and start talking about some... Punk rock stings, okay. punk rock uh, stuff, right? Or, or at least, like, vaguely punk stuff. Well, dude, you sent me... Uh, you sent me this list, and I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out what your whole thing is behind they this list They all have today. something to do with something. So, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it doesn't, gonna, have, doesn't play, everything. <laughs> let's play the, um, the Poison Idea song first. Um... Because, so I, we'll talk about it in a minute when I come back. But I went and saw Pantera, '90s biggest metal band, and they famously covered this song. There's actually a split picture disc seven inch with Poison Idea song on a version on one side and Pantera's on the other side. I feel like this might have been on a soundtrack for a movie, maybe The Crow or something. Hmm. Don't or some some movie. Anyway, so we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play. A song that Pantera covered, but we're going to play the original version. This is Poison Idea doing The Badge from Feel the Darkness. The Badge. <laughs> the Badge. No, The Badge. The Badge. Stuck on this. Oh, 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 oh. 
Because that was the first one tonight. That was Poison Idea with the badge. Um, should we play the Pantera version too? I don't care at the end if you want or something. I, I don't know. Uh, was it any good? The show? No. Well, that we can get their to that version. In a minute, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Okay. All right. We'll Even though I think Pantera is one of those bands that probably cops like. The mm. type of cops who have like Punisher skulls who don't understand the irony of uh, like vigilantism over justice and, and things. <laughs> 
difficult concepts like that. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I've been desperate for shows. You got to, you finally got to go to a, like a real punk show in a dive bar with a few stinky people. I did. Um, but I haven't had that at all. So I was able to get some tickets to Pantera really cheap. And I was kind of wrestling with going to see them. I saw them a few times in their heyday. They weren't my favorite by any stretch of the imagination. But we just have no... I really haven't been... There's been a few like real tiny shows, like hardcore shows. But I always feel real awkward going to those because I'm so old. And I don't really have a lot of friends in that scene. So anyway, yeah, I got some cheap tickets for Pantera. So my my crew and I went again, me and Scott and Chad, and I'm the short guy of that group, and I'm not the biggest guy in that group either. I mean, we are we are a crew, you know, a wrecking crew, and we get these cheap seats up in the second level, and it's just like a canned spam, you know. We got to pour into these seats. Now this time, we went to our seats, and the, nobody was in our row, so we sat like porno theater style with a space between each of us. Oh, okay. and nobody ever came and asked us to move. It was the greatest thing. But, like, the cup holders on the seats, I think I still have bruises on my kidneys <laughs> from the cup holders on these on these cheap seats. But there was a – the first band was a crazy bunch of guys from Detroit that I really like called Child Bite. Play, like, a really noisy uh, metal, punk, noise, just messy music. Like, they're getting a groove for a minute, and then they'll just start spazzing out all over the place. Wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't Gen- John Gentilly big on them? Or was that uh, something else? Cat? I was Catbite. Catbite, different band, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I, uh, I think a Scott, lame-ass Scott band. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was surprised when you were saying you liked them. <laughs> no, no. Childbite are purely Detroit maniacs. Okay. And then Lamb of God played. Who? They're like one of the most popular metal bands out there. I think they're such a bore. Hmm. I slept for maybe like 10 to 15 minutes of their set because they got like a full hour. I would have liked to slept for the whole thing, but the stupid singers keep screaming at me from the stage. Not me specifically, but all of us. Have I told you my Lamb of God story? Uh, Have I told this on the podcast before? Do you know the band? Are you talking about the band? Yeah. Are you talking about, you know, it's like a weird... uh, (laughs) Yes, I I became very religious over the weekend. (laughs) No, I was... um, It was... I don't know. Fuck, it was like two jobs ago, so it would have been early 2000s. I was... uh, I was selling my backpack. I had like a camo... An urban camo backpack... You could also strap a skateboard into. It was a really good backpack, actually. It was an in-case one. And, well, then why'd you sell it? I don't. I wish I hadn't now. I wish oh, I hadn't. But anyway, I was selling it on eBay, and some dude, you know, I don't know, buys it off me. And he goes, oh, you're in Chicago. I'm going to be in Chicago soon, and maybe I can meet you. And I'm like, okay, where do you want to meet? And um, Lamb of God was playing House of Blues. Oh, okay. And it was a singer from Lamb of God. Who wanted to buy oh, no backpack? Kidding. So he goes, "I'll give you tickets to the show if you want to get in." And I said, "No, thanks." You <laughs> so, know the funny thing is, he's the main reason I can't stand the band. Well, there you go. He just screams. He sounds like you know what it sounds like now. For one thing, the music is just sort of monotonous, groovy, thrashy music. It doesn't really change enough for me. But the singer always sounds like he's trying to push out a glass shard turd, and like he's just, <laughs> ah! it's well, not for it's not for me. And my my. My companions agreed. Now, my companions also did not enjoy the first band hmm. that I did enjoy. Um, but Pantera, I thought, was was pretty good. You know, the brothers who founded the band are dead. So what we have, essentially, is two members from the, what you call the classic lineup. Mm-hmm. But no, like, original members. Um but it was pretty tasteful, I thought. Like, considering that they got kind of, like, superstar replacements, they seemed like a 
a real band. They played well. You know, it was played for like seventy five minutes. They played a couple times. They had like the video screens. They had the brothers, like the dead brothers, like you know, young and having fun and stuff. And it didn't come across as distasteful at all. I thought it was pretty good. How did they die? Uh, the guitar player, the younger brother, after Pantera broke up, they put together a new band, like a much smaller band, and they were playing at this just dive club in Columbus, Ohio, and an insane fan came up on stage and shot him in the head. Oh, that was, what uh, What the what was his Di- name? Dimebag Daryl. Dimebag Daryl, yeah, 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 I've heard of that guy. And yeah, his yeah. brother was just like in his mid-50s, he just had a heart attack. Hmm. Wow. Clean living, I'm sure. There you go. So yeah, it, it, but yeah, it was it was good, man. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I mean, I have to ask Mailman Mike how many punk points I lose for going to it. <laughs> it's amazing. I've gone to two arena shows, metal shows this year. I, I it, it would have taken me five years to do that at least. Yeah, but uh, but there's been nothing you know, one else, was right? free. One was free, and this one, like I said, the price was right. This this tickets were original. The tickets we sat in were originally supposed to be like seventy, eighty bucks plus fees. Hmm. But they weren't selling real well, so they did like a disc, like a full metal Jackie for like twenty four bucks or something. So it was cool. It was a good time. We went and had a couple beers before. <clears throat> well, uh, so talking of uh, fees, I actually pulled a Tom uh, last week. I think it was last Wednesday. You, mean you, did you did something smart. I did something smart. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I want to go. Steve see uh, Stiff Little Fingers are playing here in May. They're playing the Metro, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was like, oh, look, the tickets online, and the tickets were 40 bucks, and then, but with the fees, it was coming close to 60 60 yeah. So I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, it's not a bad drive to the metro from here, and sure. and we can, it's it's on the way right to my favorite place, the Duke of Perth. So last Wednesday, I said to Laura, let's go On the Punk Till I Die uh, trail. Yeah, so let's go. Let's let's go down to Duke of Perth for dinner, and let's stop at the Metro box office on the way, and I'll buy tickets. So, so you I still did. lost money because you spent a hell of a lot more than twenty dollars a, a ticket to dinner at Duke of Perth. Well, yeah, but I mean, I enjoy Duke of Perth anyway, sure. you know. And uh, but and the bartender uh, was wearing our T-shirt. He was the bartender was wearing our T-shirt. Complete coincidence. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, you just feel like a pretty big man, right? You walk in there like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I, well, I I was wearing a T-shirt too. So we were like twinsies. That was that was pretty cool. Wow, Neil. Yeah. Tacky, tacky. What are you in suicidal tendencies or something? Yes, I am. We have some. We have <laughs> wear, some your, wear your own gear. We have some punctilio underpants to sell if you'd like to buy some. Yes. Um. But yeah, so I went into. I had a hundred because also they're like there's no fees at all if you pay cash. If you pay with a credit card, there's like a five percent fee or something. Sure. So I took a hundred dollar bill in there. And it was like two tickets for uh, Stiff Little Fingers, please. So it came to like eighty bucks or whatever, or seventy nine sure. something. And then I'm like, hey, how much is uh, how much is Twin Temple on March sixth? Just thinking it was going that was going to be like thirty bucks, so I wouldn't be able to do it because I didn't have I didn't have an extra ten. Yeah. It's like, oh, Twin Temple's only twenty bucks. So I was like, ah, I'll throw that on there too. So you just got one of those. I did. So because I don't think Laura would enjoy that. I don't know if anybody would really enjoy that, to be honest. But I'm going to enjoy. Well, it. you said they were supposed to open for Danzig when I was supposed to see Danzig last year, and I was interested to see them. I don't know that I would have loved it, but I think it was would have been kind of entertaining at least. Yeah, I mean, it, what they they class themselves is uh, well, I'm sure I'll talk about it after I go see them, but they call themselves Satanic Doo-Wop. But it's not really Doo-Wop, it's more like. Um, Mine's more like a girl groups. Uh, yeah, gr- ex- exactly, exactly. It's like mid 60s girl groups, like the Shirelles or Shangri La's or something like that, with uh, all the songs. Uh, the songs are really well put together. The songs but, are about going down on the devil and whatnot. All the lyrics are about. But you wouldn't know, like, you could play this in the car. 
for your mom, and she wouldn't if she can't make out the lyrics, she'd like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yes. It's only when how do you know she wouldn't like it if she could make out the lyrics? It's a, you know, <laughs> maybe your mom, Satanist. Hey man. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. The music is the music is the music. I mean, it sounds like a '60s thing. But you you know, unless you start listening to you know uh, the uh, the God is Dead lyrics or whatever, only then that, that you'll figure out what it's about. But I'm interested as well in seeing the show, but I'm also interested in the crowd they're going to get. Because supposedly they get a bunch of, like, black metal ah, heads. Hipsters. Hipsters. Well, hip, maybe hipsters, but also probably, like, young kids who think they're Satanists. It's going to be a really it, weird dude, crowd. Dude, it's going to be those people that we see in, like, Wrigleyville, like, dressed like Furbies. <laughs> You're going to be <laughs> well, so we'll annoyed. See. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the very least, it's guaranteed to make me very angry, right? So There you go. Um, yeah, well, you know, we'll uh, an angry Neil is an entertaining Neil. That's what I learned from our letters this week. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You want to play? You want to play a song? Um, see, I feel like I should play a fucking Twin Temple song. Is that not on your list? No. Well, you my, screwed that up. My, well, my list is all bands I saw last night mainly. So no, I, I think at least one or two of those could get skipped for the sounds of it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! No, I think I, sh- I think I should. I think I should play them all. They all, they all deserve to be played. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Should I play a Twin Temple song? It's not exactly punk. I'll tell you what. Play play one of the bands you saw last night, and then we'll talk about that. All right. Um, I'm going to play. Okay, so I'm going to play. I mean, kind of keeping with the uh, undead theme. I'm going to play a Zoonoids song. Oh, there you go. Because I saw the Zoonoids last night um, among the bands. So um, I'm I'm not going to play a track off the last album. I'm going to play a track off the split they had with Proton Packs. Okay. Came from yep. a couple, couple years ago, I think, right? I think that's their most recent release. It came after the record, right? Uh, or was it before? It was, I think it was before. I think it was like 2022. I don't know. I don't have my disguise open. Anyway, uh, call me a liar for six months or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so this is Zoonoids with the song Cemetery Nights. So enjoy this. Oh, this is good. I like this one. Yes. Where to run? 
Okay, everybody, that was Zoonoids there, the pride of... Uh, um, is, where are they from? They're from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Michigan. Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo, Michigan, yes. Um, so and you I, went out on a Sunday night. I'm pretty impressed. You can barely go out on a Saturday night to see a show. And it, well, and it went out by myself. That was another thing, too. Like, I tried to convince some people to go with me, but Laura was going out, and I tried even to convince... There's a guy at work who, um, he doesn't listen to the podcast, we won't be offended, he just got divorced recently, so he's kind of at a loose end on the weekends now. Ah, uh, so you're like, dude, you gotta go to local punk shows, that's where all the, ba- all the babes are at. So he's, yeah, so he's kind of straight-laced, but we went out drinking, we went on a pub crawl a few Sundays ago, me, him, uh. and Rick, and a couple of other guys from work, and, um, so it was fun, so he's, you know, he's... He's he's good company. So I was like, yeah, go to this thing last night. Uh, this this punk show with me. It it won't be a big deal. It won't be super hardcore or anything. It'll be fine. But he didn't go. So anyway, I was. He's like, I want to sit home. Be sad. So you know what? I mean, it was a seven o'clock doors, eight o'clock show. So, but it was the nice thing about it was now if it had been Reggie's, I wouldn't have gone. But because it was Beat Kitchen, um, it's much closer to home. Oh fuck, twenty minutes. 20, 25 yeah. minutes, right? Straight down Western and left on Belmont. Um, easy, easy peasy. So, all right, so I guess I'll get into this now, right? So, uh, yeah, I get there at like 7.30, 7.45, something like that. Yeah, why well, show too early, right? And I'm thinking, that, um, let's see, it was a band called The Winks going on first. Mm. Then uh, Space Age Zeros, yep. who are a couple of people that we kind of know. I yep. mean, you know what, because Jason Baygood's been writing for Punk News for a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and we've been in contact with him. I've met him yeah, our paths have definitely stuff. crossed. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's... he's we're band, friendly. We're friendly. His band plays all the time, but for whatever reason, I've always, you know, ended up missing them or whatever. So, um, but anyway, they were playing second, Zoonoids third, and then heading the bill was Goodbye Sunshine, who I don't know anything about, I'm afraid. Hmm. Still don't after the show either. No, I don't. All I know is they have a raccoon or something as a as their logo. Um, Excellent. And the funny thing was, there was another pop punk show in town last night too. Yeah. Um, the band called the Sheckies were playing at Burlington Tap. Everybody's talking about the Sheckies like we should know who they are. I have right. no idea who these guys are, and they're on their twentieth anniversary tour. And but I see like tonight they're playing in a guy I know's basement. So apparently they're not that big. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the pictures of them, you could have told me it was their 60th anniversary tour, and I <laughs> believed you because <laughs> they look. Uh, they, look they might be great. I don't. So I'm not even. I'm not even saying they're not good. Right. I have no idea. But yeah, it's it's like it's like oh yeah, the Shackies, the Shackies. I'm like, who are the Shackies? Yeah, I have no idea. Shacky Green, perhaps. Um, so anyway, I get there at quarter quarter to eight something like that knowing not not knowing what quite what to expect as as much as i love beat kitchen as a venue i think i talked about this the last time we went to beat kitchen the people that work there are just such unfriendly fuckheads i don't think i've ever been there is that well is it yeah you did is that where we saw horse the sprinkler yeah exactly okay okay yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um it's just it's from the people taking the money at the door to the girl behind the bar. It's just everybody just yeah, appears to be the, in a bad mood. Getting a drink seemed to be a chore considering when we were up at the bar even. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everything's a pain in the ass. Now, the other... I sat down, I got in there, because you remember there was like tables at the front, right? Where we sat yeah, yeah. Paul. So I sat down at one of those empty tables and um, fucking uh, some old lady comes up to me right away. I'm like, oh, well, what is this about? But I guess she was a waitress. So oh. I, immediately oh, got, I immediately got a PBR, so that was all right. She call you honey? Did you feel like you were at a truck stop or kinda, something? Kind <laughs> of, yeah. It was like flow, yeah. Uh, 
what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I learned my lesson the last time I was there. Because the Guinness is, they have Guinness on draft, but it's badly poured, and it's, almost, <laughs> it's $10. Ooh. So I was like, just give me a fucking PBR. So I was drinking PBR all night. But not, not you know, I'd sat down, and then fucking um, Jason came and sat with me, uh, Baygood came and sat with me immediately. So I had a no. good, you know, I've never really talked to the guy for, you know, for long before, just hello, mm. kind of. But, sure. you know, we had a good conversation for like 20, 25 minutes. Huh, which was cool. cool. So, um, anyway, because that's always nice if you're at a show by yourself. Yeah. You know, you get to talk to some people. And then, so, um, Zonoids hadn't showed up yet, because I know those guys a little bit too, right? Sure. So, um... Well, you think, what is, I mean, are they on tour? What's the problem, guys? Let's get this together. Because you were <laughs> saying the first band, Singer, wasn't there in time either. So what's going on? <laughs> yeah, right? It's a freaking Sunday. Yeah, it's not like there was much traffic or anything. Yeah. But, um, well, the drummer was there. He was there, stomping about. But, uh, <laughs> but like, Shy wasn't there, and the, the singer wasn't there. Huh. Um... But anyway, so uh, they open the door in the back, meaning the first band's about to go on, and I start hearing, yeah, this is funny, I start hearing a band playing. So I go back there, and it's a three-piece, guitars, bass, and, guitar, bass, and drums, and they're doing like, imagine, it would be like going to a bad bar in the 1970s in Detroit or something. It was just like, it was just like bad rock and roll bar band. Hmm. Like and I was like, are they just? I was thinking, are they just? And I, I, I can attest to this because you were like live. You're like texting me while you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was thinking, is this the Winks and they're just doing a sound check? Like it's all tongue in cheek, you know. <laughs> and they finish their first weird rock and roll song, and then they go into like some like semi rap rock thing. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So. I, I left the vet. I left and went back to the main to the bar part, um, shaking my head. And um, Shy from Zonoids had just come in, and he goes, "Oh yeah, that's the Winks backing band." He goes, "They have their own thing going," and they asked if they could play like half the set tonight. And then the then the main guy from the Winks is going to go on and join them, and then they'll play a Winks set. I'm like, "Oh, okay, well." Wow, their swings are so big that the guy could have like what different bands in different cities or I something. Yeah, I guess it, it was <laughs> just it was just weird. Um, huh. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so then I guess the the singer of the Winks jumped on stage and uh, they started playing their regular set, and I went in and I actually really enjoyed them. They were actually really huh. good. They had That's a cool. touch touch of seventy seven, um, some some pop punk in there, a couple huh. of like power pop songs they were really well crafted songs and they put on a really good show uh so well, I, was, I was very impressed with those guys you heard her here first neil loves twinks <laughs> or winks, winks. sorry the winks, winks. they're from st. <laughs> from st louis i guess oh no kidding yeah yeah wow are they on tour or are they coming up to play 15 minutes i have to, i have to imagine they must be doing some kind of short northwest wow Midwestern huh. run or something. I mean, I know it's not that far from St. Louis, Chicago, but it's a long way to come up on Sunday night to play a half hour, uh, whatever. Yeah, for 25 people. Yeah, well, they might be, you never know what show will break you, Neil. You never yeah. know. Sure. You never know. That's true. Well, you know what? You're getting coverage on Punk Till I Die, so what can you do? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, might be a big break, guys. So, Space Age Zeroes came on next, and I didn't know this, but the, I don't know if you remember, the, the stage at Beat Kitchen is pretty damn small. 
Okay. And uh, there just seemed to be person after person, like, trumping up on stage for Space Age Zero. Well, they had two guitar players, right? And a bass player and a singer and a drummer. That's really not unusual, is it? No, but they were, like, local heroes. So there was a lot of people coming up and talking to them and jumping up on stage and talking and, I don't know, wow. get set lists and they had merch. Wow. And it signatures. Was, well, it's funny. You can tell they're an older band <laughs> yeah. who have money. Because they had really nice, they had really nice equipment, but they also had someone filming them. You know, they oh, had wow. professional set lists. They had a lot of different merch and stuff like that, right? So, you know. Well, I, I mean, Bacon's a, a couple years younger than I am. I think I'd say they're in their forties, right? Late forties, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, so, two two guitars, two guitars, bass. Uh, Jason plays bass, and then one of my na- my namesake uh, sings for them. A guy called Nathan uh, Nathan McDougal, I think is his name, or uh, something like that. Yeah. So is it? Um, was there any anybody selling vinyl? I mean, other than the Zonoids, Zonoids have vinyl, I'm sure. I thought you said is was there any violence? Now the funny thing is, there wasn't enough people to have violence. It doesn't sound like because. Um, the, because okay, the Zoonoids hate each other, but they all appear to show up uh, independently of each other. Like when I got there, there was only the drummer was there. They then, they hate each other. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying it's weird that they oh. all traveled separately. Because um, then Shy showed up, and so at first there was no Zoonoids merch at all, mm. and it was only I think after the singer showed up or the second guitar player, it was only then that the merch showed up. Huh. So yeah, that was that was kind of weird. Um, I think the Winks might have had a single or something, and mm. Space Age Zeros, I think... Uh, they had CDs, I don't think they have vinyl. Yeah, they have CDs, and Jason um, told me that they've be, they've recorded their album, they recorded it a while ago, and now they're just trying to get a, a record, a label. You know, Shopping it around. To put it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. uh, anyway, they played, and um, the sound wasn't great. Hmm. Um, that's all I can really say about that. It sounded like one of the guitars was massively out of tune. Hmm. And maybe they weren't hearing that on stage. But maybe he's just playing different notes. For for <laughs> so it was supposed to be that way, huh? Could no, there was, there was definitely something out of tune, and it, I, I don't... A little, I, bit of, a little bit of Sonic Youth with their Screeching Weasel, maybe. I just got the feeling that maybe the sound guy just was ejected in. Hmm. <laughs> I could, I, and couldn't care less or something. Um, the sound was, guy had a, had a uh, grudge against one of these old-timers with their fancy guitars. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so it, it was kind of cool. They all had matching shirts on, which was kind of nice, you know, to look, like a, to look like a band. Except for the singer. Uh, the singer was not wearing the band shirt, which was kind of off-putting. He looked like he just came from a yacht. Once again, like suicidal tendencies, he requires my psycho Michael requires everybody in the band to wear like fifteen pairs of suicide or fifteen pieces of suicidal flair. I just watched Office Space the other day with my kid so Jennifer good. Aniston worked at the restaurant where he required to wear at least fifteen pieces of flair. Yeah. That is such a good movie. And that's and that is what the band members have to do, except for Psycho Michael. He just wore like a tank top to the matter. No, he was he was dressed rag. he was dressed like he just came from his yacht because he was wearing like a windbreaker. Oh, and like a weird baseball cap. So uh that was pretty funny. Had like a had like yeah. So like kind of, thir- looked like Thurston Howell the Thirst. Yeah, he did. He kind, of, he kind of did. He kind of did. So that kind of stood out. But I recognized I, a couple I, see, of I probably would have thrown a forty ouncer at that guy. <laughs> He's got the same last name as me. So what could you do? Well, I would have thrown two forty ounces. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. Uh, but anyway, I recognized a couple of the songs, and uh, you know, they, so did they, they hit? The, is their peak the song about going on a date with Susie Moon? Is it all downhill from there? Is that their peak? 
I think so, yeah. Because that was what I recognized the most because I've heard it the most, right? She so. she played along. She did a little, like on the on the album, she did a little like answering machine thing. It was pretty funny. She did. So actually, I'm going to play that song now. All right. And that's all right. So I'm going to listen to um, Space Age Zeroes with, uh, I think it's I'm on a date with Susie Moon, I think, right? Something like that, that's yeah. That's what it's called, yeah. So enjoy it, everybody. And maybe Susie's even listening. That would be cool. Hello. Hey, Susie. How are you? It's Nathan. Who? Nathan with the Space Age Zeros. How did you get this number? I was wondering if you weren't doing anything uh, after your show. If maybe you wanted to grab a bite to eat or something? Ew. No. Space Age Zero's there with him on a date with She's like, yes, I listen to the podcast guy. Neil's uh, accent puts my child right to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) You guys soothe my... Soon my baby to sleep. Actually, yeah, we should uh, we should see how 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 she's doing with the uh, with the whole you know the kid is probably at its crying keeping her up all night at the uh, moment. Maybe. Yeah, I'm wondering if she's gonna make a entrance back into rock and roll again after this whole baby. I don't know. I don't know. Baby we'll adventure. see. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. I've been spending a lot of time with baby myself, and I've really been enjoying it. But I gotta say uh, that my little granddaughter is getting very mobile. 
like she's 10 months old she can't quite walk but she can like she's like my grandpa she can hold on to things and walk <laughs> she's like joe biden yeah, exactly. She just holds on to, like the footstool. She can kind of like shimmy around it, and she's a real pain in the neck because you can't just put her on your lap and she's not entertained. Now she wants to run all over and eat garbage off the floor. So it is like Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, he, and she mumbles incoherently. She does. You bum, 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 bum. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, it's perfect. But it, it's, uh, yeah. So, so the age that Susie's baby is is much easier. You just kind of like you know hold on to him and carry him around and stuff. Carry him around and stuff, just like you when you've been drinking. Exactly. It's all, it's all good. Put me in a wheelbarrow. Push me to the push me to the exit. So, um, let's see what else. Oh yeah, so Space Age Heroes played Eastband only played for about thirty minutes, probably thirty five yeah. minutes. So it's four bands played on a Sunday night. Like yeah, yeah. Sun, it's Sunday night too, right? So, um and then so with one by one the fucking Zoonoids showed up. <laughs> Including you know, the last was the singer. Well it's it's funny because they split up for a while. And all three of them are still there. Like, and they got this extra guitar player. Extra guitar player, yeah. But the extra guitar player is funny, too, because he looks like he plays in a, like a black metal band or a Kiss cover band or something. When we saw him at Reggie's, he had, like, these giant, like, boots on or something and, like, <laughs> leather jackets with chain on or something. He, he really is, like, a he looks like a metal guy. Well, he's got long hair and a big beard. And then, okay. so the disturbing thing is he plays his guitar up very high. So that is kind of disturbing to me. I don't like people. Well, it's funny, right? So because high. once again, I mean, I hate to be this. I hate to do this because the drummer is a good is good natured about it. He is. He's a good. He dude. looks like a war troll or something. He's kind of a short <laughs> little dude. And he's but he's funny. He's he's a, he's a nice guy, fun guy. Uh, Shy has long hair and plays his bass around his knees. Yep, he's a, he's very he's fucking Peter a, Hook. He's Peter Hook the second. He yeah. does. He's he's great. He's great. Nice kid too. Uh, the other guitar player talked to him a bit. He's same thing. He's same, you know, still a cool guy. But he's got a distinctive look. He looks like he plays in a black metal band or something. And then like the main singer guitar player is just looks like an all American kid. He looks like he play linebacker for the college football team or something, right? Yeah, he's got he's got a mohawk. He's got a mohawk now. He's got oh, there you a, go. he's got a very Not early eighties uh skinny mohawk. Uh, oh, there you go. not super high, but um yeah. I mean I don't think they're gonna win any, you know, you know boy band con- look alike contests or something, but they're well like, well like we always say, they look like the cast of some eighties horror movie where you stop in the town and these kids are working at the gas station and they're about to lead you to your doom. There you go. That's what the band looks like. The drummer's the one who warns you not to go any further. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Stop here, stop here. <laughs> shy, shy is the guy pumping the gas. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, they came on and they played their normal set. Unfortunately, they played too loud. Really? Uh, I don't know what it was. Like, it was you know, you're too old. Maybe not, the, the PA guy was finally that was pissed at the Space Age Zeros and finally <laughs> got it together. Well, I mean, there was a constant squeal of feedback, like every like whenever they finished a song, it was. Uh, it was mm. it was kind of it was kind of disturbing. So I've, I've I figured out I've seen them four times now. That was my fourth time seeing huh. them. So yeah, I've only seen them once. And I noticed that they've been playing. They played like a house show in Kalamazoo. I probably should have went, but I just I've not been plugged in with the. And this is bad. This is wrong. This is my problem. But I, there's a great thriving like underground scene going on. But I'm just not plugged into it. I'm still kind of plugged into the bar. So. What is it? Young kids and the stupid hardcore stuff and the fucking uh, violent, the violent dancing. I think it's a lot of that. Um, yeah, 
And uh, like I said, it's a little weird for me to show up at a house show. <laughs> you knock it on the door. <laughs> like, well, I'm not opposed <laughs> to it, but they're just like, oh, who's this fat old guy? It must be a cop or something. You no, know? they're like, Johnny, your dad's here to pick you up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm what? here for the show, kids. Well, it is funny because I've been to several shows, like at the Pyramid Scheme and stuff, where it's like Scott and I and maybe like two other old guys in the back. It's like everyone else here could be our child. Mm-hmm. Without even like... Like, we'd have been at least college age when they were born, not even like high school love yeah. child, you know? High school So, zone eights were good, but too loud, huh? Um, yeah, I, I just, there was some, just something up with the sound. The only the only band that sounded good was the Winks. Huh. The, the other band just didn't sound good. Like, the sign man had just fallen asleep at the board or something, or he was <laughs> banging his girlfriend. And it, it's just mm. so funny. Uh, so, there was maybe 25 people there, which I guess for a Sunday isn't bad. You know, well, except for there's that. four bands, so there's like 20 people in the bands. That is true. But always, like every show you go to, right, does the weird couple who show up, who don't appear to really know anything about the music, and hmm. they show up and they just stand there and they grind on each other all night. Hmm. It's just completely fucking bizarre. Huh. And uh, yeah, it was just, I, I kind of... So, you know. so the other thing, so like, it was kind of expensive, right, for like that kind of a show. It was like 15 bucks? 15 bucks, yeah. I mean, it's not a terrible price for a show, but, you know, the it seems like you get past about that $10 level at the bar. It seems a little off, but... I don't know. It's full bands, you know. Bands need to get paid. I'm not, yeah. I'm not even... I mean, you know, I, I would pay that for a good lineup. I'm not even complaining, but... Yeah. And it was fun to get. I must admit, you know, and so I got out of there. Probably I got out of there right as so, the noise. As soon as the were done, you got out. Yeah, yeah. I got out. So it was like ten fifteen. So I was home by ten. Ten thirty. Meanwhile, Goodbye like Sunshine was probably done by eleven. Yeah, Goodbye Sunshine. The bar was probably empty by the time they played. Probably. <laughs> now that Shy had said that, uh, so two things. Shy said that um, they're they're writing songs for the next record right now, oh, and, he, cool. and he wants to do a straight ahead hardcore record. He doesn't want to do pop punk stuff anymore. Hmm, so that's interesting. interesting. I found that interesting, and. Um, he also said that the Captain Heroes guys were supposed to show up last night because they were supposed to be on the bill. They were supposed to play last night, but because of uh, Joe's schedule, they couldn't, ah. they couldn't play. But uh, unfortunately, none, none of them showed up. So, because I've, huh. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed speaking to those guys. So, well, I, you know, I've, we've talked. I think I've talked about the fact that the uh, Captain Heroes old drummer not only moved to Michigan, but moved to the very same small town as me. Stalking you. And I still haven't. We haven't got together. I gotta call. I gotta call him up. I think he'd enjoy uh, music bingo. He should go to salsa with us. Yeah, weekend. fuck yeah, yeah, definitely. But I just, I just, I don't remember anything until it's too late. <laughs> Jesus, okay, Biden. All right, you want to play your song? Or you want me to play a song? Uh, no, I, you, you're due to play one. So anyway, yeah, you're glad you went on on the Sunday. Oh night. yeah, it was good, dude. I, I had, a, I had a really good time. You know, normally Sunday nights it's just like getting ready for Monday. You know, and you just feel yeah. kind of depressed. So it's nice to get out and have a couple of pops and just. Uh, be yeah, the old guy at the back in the crowd, just like you, you could tell people couldn't figure out who the fuck I was, because it wasn't in any of the bands, and I have a different look than everybody else. So people were trying to figure out who the fuck I was. It was trying to figure out who's grampy. Trying to figure out who's grampy you were. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna. This is a real random song. This is my most random song of the night. Uh, another record that just came out this year that I've been enjoying. This is the one with the. The band is called Brigada Vendetta. This is the one with the singer from the Harrington Saints. Okay. And Suede Razors. It's a cool record. Hard, hard-edged, punk, oi, kind of thing. Um, the name of the album is This Is How Democracy Dies. Hmm. And the song is called 
1,000 cuts. So let's check out Brigada Vendetta, 1,000 cuts. Coming at you. the dulcet sounds of Brigata Vendetta with uh, prepare yourself prepare cuts. yourself for eight months of commercials telling that if you don't vote for their guy democracy will die so let me tell you kids democracy's dead doesn't matter who you vote for anyway okay, so you, sorry, you, heard, you heard it here first um yes. Brigata Vendetta so are they, are they from the west coast or are they yeah, do they have Italian members Bay, Bay Area so why have they got an Italian name I don't know I assume it means like Revenge Brigade or something, right? Vendetta, Wait, exactly. Vendetta, Brigade of Vengeance. The I don't mafia. know, dude. Just runs, rings off, comes right off the tongue. The mafia's gonna get him. I'm telling you. Maybe, gonna, maybe, or maybe they're connected. Yeah. Oh shit! I should shut up then, shouldn't I? Dave? Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah. So that was my that was my that was my first gig of the year. So <laughs> um yeah so I we got it but I'm the too, next couple I'm too weeks, heavy metal I'm two heavy metal gigs ahead of you and down twenty punk points to you <laughs> there you go and I was out at the punk gig <laughs> on a Sunday night so I'm up I'm up twenty punk points that's great uh, my shows this year have been I think Tuesday and I think Monday and Tuesday or both Tuesdays or something yeah well, no come, fun so I've got nothing this week but next week holy shit so I've got Twin Temple on Wednesday. I've got the Drowns, Capcom Heroes on Thursday, and then there's three nights of deal uh, uh, coming in town for them. The uh, yeah, I'm coming. Uh, Bouncing Souls. Bouncing Souls. I'm, thank you. I'm coming Saturday, Sunday. I am not particularly interested in the Friday night acoustic show. Right. Um, are you going to try to come out Saturday or Sunday or what night? You going to try to come one night or? I'm definitely going to do one of the nights. Yeah. I'm definitely going to do one of them. I just for convenience sake, I would say Saturday, but now that you're such an animal coming out on Sunday night, maybe you should. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably do Saturday. Definitely How far Saturday. is it? It's not a terrible drive to that place, is it? Or is it not good? No, it's not bad. It's just uh, it's just down the street from Cobra Lounge, basically. Yeah, so it's not bad at all. Probably right about off, right off the train. Thirty-five minutes, something like that. Ugh. Yeah, what? It's right underneath the train tracks. 
Yeah. That's why it's one of the reasons why it's called Bottom Lounge, probably. It used to be a super dodgy neighborhood. Now it's just a moderately dodgy neighborhood. Uh, well, at least it's not called the Power Bottom Lounge. That would make me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I've just changed the name. <laughs> yeah. I've, the- never been, I've, never, I've never been to Bottom Lounge. Um, my understanding is it's fine. Not exactly uh, inspiring as far as venues go, but it's not a bad venue. It's, so. just a, it's just a big open space. There you go. Not particularly exciting. You know, it's fine. So I also have a similar situation. I have tickets for the Bouncing Souls two nights in a row, of course, Saturday and Sunday. And then uh, come home on Monday, and I have tickets for Gary Newman and Frontline Assembly on that Monday. So, and then I... Hold on, Frontline Assembly? Yeah. Aren't they playing in Chicago with Ministry? Oh, Gary Newman? So, Gary Newman and Frontline Assembly are opening the Ministry Tour. Okay. But for whatever reason, Ministry is not coming to Grand Rapids, just the opening acts. It happens sometimes. Huh, interesting. Okay. So, Ministry is playing uh, Detroit area. They've played 20 Monroe Live here in Grand Rapids a couple of times. They've played, I don't know if they've ever played the intersection. I think they have. They've played the over. I mean, they, they've always played Grand Rapids. Ministry's always had a strong Grand Rapids following. I don't know why they skipped it this time around. Hmm. Um. So yeah, and they, and that Friday before we leave, we're kicking around going to see the Tossers. Chicago's the Tossers. They play Grand Rapids every year, and they're like, you know, they're they're one of those kind of Irish bands that they just basically wake them up March first, <laughs> get them out of their graves, and then they do like a week tour or so leading up to uh, their big St. Patrick's Day show at the Metro that they do every year. Yeah. So they'll play the tip top here, which is fun. We've gone the last two years in a row and had a really good time. Um, but there is always there's the that, worry about the kind of law of diminishing returns, you know? Yeah. How does that band fit on that tiny stage at tip top? Uh, they just do. I don't know. Jesus. Hmm. Last year, so two years ago it was it was really good. Last year was really good too. But Tony, the main guy, the main singer guy, just was so drunk he could barely stand up. So when people kept yelling more songs, they just kept playing more. I mean, it was the point where it's like, dudes, they just played and played and played, which I guess it's like a what they call it, like a huli or something. I don't yeah, know. huli. Yeah, it's about right. So that that was that was pretty cool. Well, so let me ask you about that. That's interesting. So you know how people say they go and see Bruce Springsteen and he plays for like three and a half hours uh, and shit like that. So I mean, to me. An hour see, and hour and ten or something—that's about perfect. I don't want to see the band more than that. Arena shows. Now I know you don't go to them, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. Typically, hour and a half, ninety minutes is your typical, your typical headliner arena set. You know, I guess the thing with Bo- the boss—I'm not, I'm not the world's biggest Bruce Springsteen fan—but he's got the material, the depth of material to pull it off. Uh, Metallica shows typically starting in the late 80s early 90s were two and a half hours long i the most longest i ever saw them play for was 245 um but they have so many i mean i loved every song so it just it was fine plus the songs are real long uh i don't think they play quite that long now i think they do more like a two hour set now but maybe i'm wrong maybe they still do two and a half hours but yeah they played legendary legendary shows of length hmm so yeah, that, I can't imagine anything worse than that. Personally, I, I get I'm bored. I'm normally looking at my looking at my watch after like ninety minutes. You know, see, like I said, ninety minutes is the standard. Um, I I I think there's there's bands that can hold my interest that hmm. long, but it's yeah. it's not all of them. You hmm. know, it's funny, Neil. One of the things I was I wanted to talk about a little bit, real briefly. 
I keep seeing these things. I know you've seen them. You know, Facebook and social media and all this stuff, it's just trends, you know? So if you see one thing, you'll see 10 copycats of it. So there's a bunch of these lists going around of how many bands on this list did you see? You yep. know, I, I think I put three different ones up on the page. One of them was kind of like post-punky. One of them was more punky. And the last one was medley. And part of the reason I do that, honestly, is because I've seen so many freaking shows that you know other people are like oh i saw six and i'm like yeah i saw 30 you know yeah just because i saw so many shows a lot of them were free and i you know i've seen a lot of different but the last one i put up was metal so a lot of people had seen a lot of the show a lot of the bands on there but a lot of people like yourself were kind of like you know zero and proud that was me and, yeah. and i think that's kind of sad on <laughs> couple of them because because like i mean to like Black Sabbath was so good in their prime, and uh, Judas Priest and uh, Iron Maiden and all that stuff. But the one that surprised me the most, Neil, for you, was that you never saw Motorhead because you like Motorhead, right? I think they're fine. Yeah, I think they're you fine. Just never, but I never you never see gotta, them. You just don't care, or you just you didn't care. You... I guess now looking back, I kind of wish I'd seen them. But I think I've explained this to you before, Tom. That um, when yeah. I was first getting into punk and stuff. It wasn't the Teds who used to beat up the punks. Around our way, it was it was the metalheads. Yeah. So we'd be outnumbered, you know, ten to one sometimes, and uh, yeah. you know they would. So we it was a point of pride with us that we would never listen to. We would make fun of metal all the time, like we would never even dream of it. Um, especially wouldn't go to a show for fuck's sake, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, now looking back, I kind of wish I'd gone to see Motorhead. You know. I saw him. Mm, 10-ish times, I would guess. So you saw them more than you saw the Ramones. That's interesting. Like, why well, Why, why I, is I just, that? I just, you know, because, well, I had access to a lot more. We had more, it was more of a metal town. Thing with the Ramones, looking back, I should have seen them five times, six times, but there was no internet or anything. So, like, when they played Kalamazoo, I wasn't necessarily aware of it. Right. You know what I mean? I, there just wasn't, I wasn't always plugged into the right networks. Um, you know, you'd have to go to a record store and see a flyer or something, or or just get lucky and hear about it. Kalamazoo was only an hour away, but I wouldn't necessarily know what was going on down there, you know? Um, they played Grand Rapids a few times when I was too young. Um, but, it, it, yeah, I wish I would have seen them more. Motorhead played a lot of Metal Bills, obviously, so, and I was at access to a lot of that stuff. Now, did you see the classic lineup with like Filthy Phil and? Uh, uh, I, the earliest I saw Filthy, him, I think, yeah. was ninety one. So no, hmm. um, it might have still it might have still been Filthy Phil, but it wouldn't have been the guitar player. It's Fast Eddie and Filthy Phil, right? Yeah, yeah. Fast Eddie would have been gone. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's funny. I saw them at their worst. Hmm. I saw them. There was this bowling alley in town. <laughs> I work right by it now. It's gone. It's like a motorcycle dealership or something. But there was this bar in there, a huge, huge like rock and roll club bar for a bar. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't like a venue, like a huge venue. My, I mean, I played there a couple times myself. But we saw Motorhead play there at this bowling alley. Wow, how many people? It would have been mid, mid-90s. A couple hundred probably. Jesus. They really? were at their low. You know, later on, people start giving them mad respect when they got older. It was like, oh, everybody loves Lemmy, even though I think it was bullshit because everybody loves Lemmy at Riot Fest, but they don't go see him when he plays at the friggin' Agora right. or theater yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that typical kind of nonsense. But yeah, but yeah, I, I like I said, I uh, yeah, I saw a lot of metal bands, obviously, and I always am fascinated when I look at these some of these old flyers from New York, especially and LA too, but New York especially. Where it would be like overkill, 
Chromags, you know, they were Agnostic Front and Testament or something. You know what I mean? It would be a mix of thrash bands and uh, punk bands or hardcore bands, not like Poison or something or freaking sure, yeah, 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 Skid Row or something. But you know, hardcore was called thrash when it first came out, right? When they didn't have a name for it. Tesco Viva was doing this new thrash band. Well, he wasn't talking about metal. He was talking about the punk, the punk bands. So there was a little bit of synergy there but anyway yeah, I, I think in England in the late 70s early 80s especially everything was you know all the different youth cults you know yeah. your teddy boys your, your, you know your heavy metal kids your punks your mods um, they didn't really they, they, there was not much cross pollination because you get the shit kicked out of you probably hmm. so yeah I definitely didn't have to deal with as much of that um, as a matter of fact I mean, one of my earliest like punk shows was DRI, mm-hmm. and yeah, there was Mohawks and Longhairs next to each other. Yeah, I don't know if, were, um, if there was some kind of a truce that I didn't know about. <laughs> but uh, and then just skinheads hated everybody, right? Yeah, skinheads still do, as far as I can tell. Yeah, you know what I started watching the other day? I'd never seen this movie. Romper Stomper. I was about to say Romper Stomper. Yeah, I got like a half hour in my voice. Like, what are you watching? The so first time. Let's do a press watching the skinheads beat up the Asian kids, but then the Asian kids get the whole gang, and yeah. that's where I'm at right now, where the skinheads get beat up the first time by the Asian kids. So. Yeah, the first half hour was the bit worth watching. After that, it kind of oh, goes, it? It goes downhill. Yeah, it kind of gets silly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, sitting there looking at Russell Crowe sitting in front of a giant swash, reading out of Mein Kampf. Like, <laughs> those, wow. Those fucking Australians. Well, because I never, like, I never saw American History X either. I guess I better watch that, too. And then there's a couple of really good ones from England. Jeez. Um, what the hell was this? It was uh, Tim, what's his name? Tim Roth's first movie. Made in Britain. Mm. Made in mm. Britain. It was I've called. heard of it. I haven't yeah. seen it. So it's Tim Roth. You know Tim Roth, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Famous actor now. I know him from, yeah. I know him from Reservoir Dogs. And yeah. That was his first movie. Was he played a, uh, he played a skinhead who just hated everybody. He hated everybody and everything. Mm. Um, yeah. It was a good movie, actually. Well, I... Uh, yeah, I need to watch some of these. Uh, the, the, the one I enjoyed recently last few years was that green room that was pretty good it had uh oh, john luke picard in it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. as leader of the skinheads <clears throat> leader of the yeah nationalists or whatever yeah yeah so and then of course there was the uh what was there what was there a series of movies planet uh, of the apes <laughs> those are good uh, aren't they, haven't they just made another one of those yeah, I just saw a preview for it. I went and saw a movie with my sons on uh, Saturday. We've, we've kind of gotten in the groove of going to Saturday movies. Oh, that's cool. We, we went and saw Land of Bad, which was like not that great of a war movie. But, man, there's something about watching war movies. You know, No matter how civilized you are, there's something about the primal instinct of watching you know men try to shoot each other and beat the piss out of each other. It sort of taps into this. Because we've sort of wussified ourselves as a society to the point where we sort of need that right we need that we need to be men sometimes land of bad was a big 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 audio dynamite movie documentary something i don't know <laughs> that would no, that would be band of bad <laughs> yeah it would so what's this though i've never even heard of this movie i don't know it just came out i don't know dude listen it's, there's not very good no there's not a lot of blockbusters out at the moment but well, what is it world war Two though or is it made up no you know, no it's like it's like one of these elite Squad that go in and do the dirty work, and oh. they had uh, Russell Crowe in it. That's why you know what? That's why I started watching Romper Stomper. It's got a fat old Russell Crowe in it. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. And a couple yeah. other like semi-familiar faces, hmm. but it was, it was all right. Hmm. 
It was not, right, not, punk, not punk related. Not punk related. Yeah, how do we even get onto that? I don't know. Is you and your should... metal talk interesting? Well, like I said, I just I find it I find it. You know, it's it, it, you know I don't know. Once again, everybody's smug. Everybody's so damn smug. Smug. <sighs> But what they've seen and what they haven't seen or whatever. Well, because one guy's like, oh, I, I haven't seen any of these, but I saw a shitload of punk shows. I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, probably more than you. So I've seen them all. I like it all. I've seen them all. What are you in the dwarves now? Jesus. Yep. Listen to you. Yes. Um, you want to play a song? I am going to play. Okay, so the first band, the band I liked the, mo- the most that I saw last night was the Winks, like I said. Mm. So I'm going to play a song off of the Winks. I think they have an EP out. I think it's only on CD. I don't think they have it on vinyl yet. Mm. Um, But anyway, so this is going to be The Winks, and the song is called No Name. And I think it's really good, so uh, give it a listen, everybody. Push me! You wanna make me fight? 
All right, that was the Winks with No Name off their EP, which I believe is, is it called Green or something like that. I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I can uh, I can certainly push your stuff. I don't even know what the name of the EP is. Um, so yeah, but at the end of the set, I think I told you this. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to come back to that later on. I'm going to come back to that when I play my last song. So they had a surprise at the end of their set, the last song they played. But I'll hmm. I'll, uh, I'll get I'll get back to that. Did they devote a song? Did they devote a song to Liverpool Neil? No, it was a cover, and uh, or a series of covers. But I'll I'll talk about that in a little in a little bit. Right. Um. So I know one thing we wanted to talk about was, and actually this is what I thought you were going to talk about when you talk about Facebook before, is this uh, No Values Festival. Ooh, yes. It's, yes. When is it in June or whatever? Because it's everywhere all over Facebook, right? Everybody's got an opinion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It so, is an amazing, amazing lineup. Um, it is, right? So headlining is Misfits and Social Distortion. I'm not quite sure how you can have two headliners until they're, unless they're playing separate stages at the same time. Um well, maybe I'm thinking they just bounce right back and forth, but there are so many bands in this thing. There's you're going to have ten conflicts because they're all the same type of bands too. They're all have the same fans. Conflicts aren't playing. What are you yeah, about? that's 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 the joke. Yeah, but Sublime is. Oh fuck's sake! Yeah, so yeah, that's what I think is so weird about it is that it's a just some obviously some some killer headline bands and stuff, but um, it's also even the middle. A, even the middle of the lineup is pretty killer, honestly. Yeah, but it's got some weird stuff on there too. Like you said, Sublime they shouldn't be anywhere fucking near this this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't understand because you're not from California. Uh, I guess I'm not a fucking stupid California hippie. Um, all right, well let, let, let let's read off some of this stuff. Okay, so I'm looking at the website here. Agent uh, alphabetically, Agent Orange. Who is like one of the smaller bands now? Bad Religion, Black Flag. <coughs> yeah, the horrible. I love the Black fact Flag. that they got the, the festivals named after one of their songs, and they're like thirtieth band listed. In yeah, right. <laughs> um, Ceremony. Who I don't really know at all, except they're yeah, after they're they're, they're out as a hardcore band. Now they're kind of just weird it doesn't really fit very well honestly but named after new order's first single gotta try to appease a little bit of a younger crowd i guess chromax nice fear heard of them <laughs> fiddler what's the deal with these fucking wankers i don't know people love them too i i could i heard like a couple songs like yeah i don't know what you like about this it's not for me kitty kitty fiddlers we'll call them um fishbone who i thought was silly fishbone but ah, they're, sh- they're shitty man they would they were just came that, that third they, wave they, of scar and they let me tell you something with fishbone yeah. they might be third wave they might we've got thrown in with that third wave of scar but they're a very entertaining electrifying live band okay yeah okay hmm. a bunch of black dudes i don't even know what they're doing they don't care i mean i don't think they feel bound by the third wave of scar they just do whatever they want Okay. Sounds, I saw him with Biohazard. It was sweet. Sounds thrilling. Then Hepcat, who actually do do a very authentic sixties um, scar thing. They're actually yeah, give me fishbone, you do. Yeah, no, I'll take Hepcat. Thank you. Um, Hepcat for the win. Iggy Pop, sir. I've heard of him. I think. Yeah. You know? I, boy, he's almost kind of an oddball too, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, he's going to do a Stooges heavy set. It'll be fine. <laughs> and this is this is everyone's going to fucking love this. Jello Biafra doing a DJ set. Uh. <laughs> Everybody will fucking leave during. Hopefully that. he'll he can lecture us in between songs. Boring old fool, <laughs> fucking idiot. Joyce Manor. Oh, that's an odd one, huh? Yeah, not very good. 
L7? Yeah, okay. I can dig that. I can dig L7. MS Paint. They, they, M- go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, L7 live once again. Another one live. They really play. They're, they're good. They're good live, yeah. Didn't we see them at uh, Punk Rock Bowling? No, you're thinking the Luna Chicks, who are not really that great of a live band, I didn't think. Oh, okay. Um, MS Paint, who I've never heard of. MS Paint? It's mm-hmm. not a real thing. <laughs> it's on the bill. I don't know what the fuck that is. Power Trip? Now, with their fonts, I'm guessing they're kind of metal. They are metal. They're a very good modern thrash band, but the singer killed himself a few years ago. Mm, maybe. So I guess they're coming back. Maybe they've reanimated him. I really like I really like Power Trip though. They're really good. They made two proper albums and a couple other things. They're they're good. Scowl? I don't know this band at all. See, once again, sounds familiar, but I, I don't know. I think I'm gonna hardcore. hate them. Though. I think they're a modern hardcore band. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna like them. Shattered Faith, classic old eighties, wow. uh, early eighties. You know, uh, California. Definitely one of those band. bands that I never would think I get to see. Right. Um, who knows how many original members are still? Yeah, there, you know, but they were they were good. Yeah, they were real good. Social D. Yep. Like um, assuming they make it back from that that tour in, yeah. in May, you know, and Mike Ness's voice can still go. As long as they make it to Detroit. Um, Soul Glow, who uh, they got they're all modern. this hype a couple years ago, yeah, and they're, 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 they're just okay. They're, they're just crap. okay. They're crap. Well, once again, some young black kids, right? Yep. Playing hardcore, kind of. Yeah, and also throwing some other wiki wacky stuff in there. Yeah, some I, funky I, shit. I don't really have a super strong opinion about them, but it's not for me. Um, Steve Ignorant doing crass songs. Duh. Talk about dragging the well, I, yeah, dragging the, the corpse. corpse around. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why he isn't doing some of his newer stuff. But there we go. I, I don't know. You know, once again, I, I suppose I'd be interested in watching that. But that's that one's going to conflict with somebody and be like, yeah, I'm going to skip that. Sublime, who is just. I can't even fucking believe that that's there. I mean, are we calling them third wave ska too, or what are we calling them? Third wave shit. I guess. Yeah. Suicidal tendencies. I like that. TSOL. Like them a lot. Yeah. See, see, the other than like Shattered Faith, I've seen all these bands multiple times that I want to see. Uh, the addicts. I like the addicts. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. Adolescents. Love the adolescents. Aquabats, so you got some, yeah, you got some little kitty ska going time on. Time to go uh, get a little lunch. Uh, the Bronx. Okay. Now this is a band that people love that I just cannot get into. Yeah, I mean I I've seen them. They were good live. I didn't yeah, really a couple times. care They're for the right. music, but okay. Uh, the Damned, and we'll talk like more them. about we'll talk about more about that in a minute. Uh, Dead Milkman, who I like them. Uh, shoot me in the face. Dickies, fantastic. I like them. Dillinger Escape Plan. Metal. Exploited. Yeah, heard of them too. There you oh, go. I got to tell you about the exploited. You know, there you go. Ahead. Uh, Jesus Lizard, which is the, maybe the weirdest Boy, thing Chicago on this Chicago weird grunge yeah. noise band. Yep. So that one's really weird. Great live band, but they were a great live band back in the day too. Honestly. Talking of Chicago with Lawrence Arms. Hmm. Uh, the Morning Noise. Don't know these guys. Oh, you do. Remember do we had we had the guy that was friends with the Misfits and he played. Uh, Base for dancing. We had him on. Oh, was that his band? Yeah, the Italian guy. Yeah, Morning Noise. They were cool. They were kind of a misfitsy kind of band. Yeah, they've got like the Batman logo. I'm surprised they haven't been sued. Actually, yeah, no, they're, that 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 would actually be another one where it's like, I mean, I wouldn't call a bucket list band or anything, but it's definitely like this might be your chance to see them. Um, and then original Misfits, the original Misfits, the original Misfits, yes, yes. yes. The Selector. Not really. It really is the classic Misfits, but with a different drummer. But you can call them the original Misfits if you want, I guess. So, The Selector. Now, 
Yeah, who's I, playing the selector at this point? Well, it's, it's Pauline Black and uh, Horace Painter, I think. So it's the two hmm. main people. Hmm. Um, Not I, I think they now, you know, classic classic second wave ska band yeah. from uh, London. I think they'd have been a better get for um, punk rock bowling than Madness, who at this point are just an old pop band. Hmm. You know, at least the selector is still doing authentic ska stuff. So. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's definitely yeah. not my thing. I'll take Fishbone. Thank you. Uh, the Vandals, you know, you yeah, yeah, fun, but not very authentic either. Nope. Turnstile, who I don't know at all. No, is that the? Are they from Chicago too? Don't think so. They're like a modern hardcore band, right? Yeah, I think they so. might be from Chicago. I'm looking it up. All right. Um, then, very much in the vein of Fishbone, you got the Untouchables. I don't know them. Um, they've I mean, I know the name, but I don't. Yeah, they. That's they, what the Untouchables were hardcore, like a DC. No, the Untouchables were like an '80s, late '80s, like ska band. Came out very energetic, stuff like that. And then finally, you got the Viagra Boys, who heard of them, never heard of them. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've they sold out the Metro here in like in like five minutes. Turnstile is an American hardcore punk band from Baltimore. The thing is, I don't think they play hardcore anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I think they're hipster core. And of course, this is being put on my golden voice, but I don't think it's the same golden as voice like the as classics. back in the eighties. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. They booked a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, bands. true enough. So, like well, you know, there's a lot of great bands on this bill, but then there's a lot of yeah. We could take a lot of bathroom breaks, I guess. But the problem is, Neil, how do you have this? Is a one day festival, right? Like this is more bands than there are at punk rock bowling over three days. That's the big thing. I see that I'm in like a punk rock bowling group, and the the groups are like, "This is a better lineup. This is a better lineup." But punk rock bowling is a different thing. It's more of an experience, I think. I mean, how, I just don't know how many of these bands you're going to see over the course of ten hours. Well, uh, here we go. So now we get to the to the price. All right, let's see. GA four pack, uh, hundred and ninety nine dollars a piece. So general like admission, general admission. Yep, I guess. What's the fees on a two hundred dollar ticket? Do, 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 do. Forty bucks at least. Uh, so seven hundred and ninety six dollars plus fees. Let's see. Adds a cart. Check out. <laughs> Hundred and twelve dollars in fees. Okay, uh, so that's twenty eight dollars a ticket. Less than thirty, yeah. So less than thirty. That's actually percentage wise, considering if you go buy a twenty dollar ticket, it's twelve dollar fees. So that's general admission to get a four pack of seat, uh, four pack. I mean, you have to buy four of them. Yep. So yeah, that, that would see that sucks because I'm the guy who does that. I'm the guy who gets tickets for everybody, but then you got to go around to be the frickin' bill collector. For all your loser friends, yep. for two hundred bucks a piece. So next on the next we have GA sum values, general admission sum values, and what that means is includes one general admission ticket to the show, one collectible pin pack, no. and uh, and parking. That's two hundred and twenty nine dollars a ticket. Okay. Well, okay. Can I get one of those and then like GA for everybody else? Because you only need one parking pass, right? Yeah, well, you'd buy that one for yourself, and everyone else can just see. I always, I'm always working. I'm always working the angle. Yep. So then we have GA more values. That's two hundred and forty nine dollars. That gets you. That gets you a T-shirt too. 
but you don't get the pins. You don't get the pin. You get the T-shirt instead mm. of the pins. A I, dedicated, I have so many pins I don't wear now. A dedicated entry lane into the show, so you don't have to sit stand in line with all the other fucking losers. All the uh, freaking yeah, all the working class punks. So that's two hundred and forty nine dollars. Uh, okay, let's see how much the fees are for this. Add to cart. I hope I'm not buying these. <laughs> 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 Google Google Phil. Just put your credit card in there for you. Yeah, you right. Uh, check out. Yeah, it's about time to go see Lydia, right? Two hundred and forty nine. Oh yeah. So the fees are still still twenty eight dollars for that. That is that's. I didn't tell you. That's so not yeah, that bad. Let's get rid of that. Are you sure? Yes. Remove item. Yeah, that would suck if it had my credit card saved and it just fucking started charging me for. The I like shit. that when you do that, and it's like you have ten minutes to complete this. Like, uh, yeah. So let's get rid of that one. Remove item. So then, so you have GA full pack, GA some values, GA more values, which gets you a fucking T-shirt for an extra fifty bucks, and mm. and parking, I guess. But then we have VIP. Oh boy. VIP is four hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Mm. So let's see what that gets us, shall we? VIP entry lane, VIP areas next to two stages. Mm-hmm. VIP festival merch location. The, the uh, pin pack. Nothing says the, punk like separate merch. The limited edition show tea. Extra shade and seating options. Special food and beverage. Air conditioned restrooms. So you're not shitting in a bucket like everybody else is. You're actually yeah. getting a you're actually yeah, getting a human being's uh, you know restroom. Access to all the GA areas if you want to muckety muck with the uh, with the common people. And the prefer- the yeah. and preferred parking. So that would be four hundred and thirty nine dollars plus twenty eight dollars. So four seventy seven will get so, you on VIP pass. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I'm probably just gonna straight up pass. It's it's fascinating. I mean, if if you know, obviously, I'd have to fly in and everything else, so the cost would be prohibitive. But you know, like when we come in for these shows, you know, we're going to Chicago in two weeks to see the Bouncing Souls. We're going to two shows. The sh- tickets are a little less than fifty dollars a show, and but that's just like the ticket price is just like a almost like it doesn't even matter because it's such a small part of the cost of going away for the weekend you know right yeah that's but, true yeah but you know it, i i think that's too, you know i think punk rock bowling is about 200 for the lowest level pass too isn't it but that's three days that's three days right this is one day so and supposedly um mick blatter from uh Yobs, he seems to know this it's in a pomona fairgrounds or something like this so it's in a big mm. fucking fairground yeah. or something so he says there'll be no atmosphere and it'll suck so but he seems very negative on the whole thing um, yeah, because you, know. you don't see them on the bill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we're well, with you know. We're, well, that's another thing, though. There's really no small bands on this bill. No. Well, it's funny. I was talking to my friend from LA, and we were talking about a potential guest, and he said you have to ask him about the the big punk festival in LA. And I thought it was. I, yeah, I wonder if he was talking about this one. I thought he might have been talking about like next year the Exploiters supposed to play. You see that there's like a big thing next year, 2025. Oh, yeah, I think I saw that, yeah. Um, um, yeah, fuck's sake, I mean, Waddy might be dead by then. Well, you know the funny thing, Neil? Last September, I was supposed to go see the Exploited play at a very small bar in Hamtramck, Detroit area. And they canceled, of course. And guess what happened? They just put tickets up for sale for September of this year at a slightly bigger 
dump in Hamtramck. Oh, interesting. And I bought tickets again. Ah, how much? Mm, I want to say they were less than 40 apiece. Okay. Um, it's a Sunday night. It's in uh, Hamtramck again. Um, I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know who I'll take with me. Because, like, Scott would probably go with me, but he would also probably hate it. So, I, I don't know. So, it looks like Pomona is about 25 miles due east of L.A. Yeah. I you saw that. You go through Covina, Covina and uh, Pomona's right there. Hmm. Next to San Dimas. If you watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that was San Dimas, San Dimas High. Hmm. So there you go. And also next to Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, yes. Which I like is, the sound of that. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. yeah. I don't think either one of us will be going, but it's uh, no. that's, a, that's a hell of a bill. Now... One of the bands I mentioned, The Damned, is going to be playing there. And just announced today, The Damned have announced a uh, a, a U.S. tour in June. Uh, I'm Googling that right now, see where they're playing in Detroit. Um, they're in Chicago, they're playing, well, they're playing somewhere unusual. They're playing at the Concord Theater, which I didn't even know the Concord oh, Theater was Concord. still going. I don't like that place. I mean, that's where the, that's where the original Riot Fest was. That I being mean, said... It's a fucking dive. Oh, the Concord! No, no, no. No, that was the Congress. That was the Congress. My bad. Congress, yeah. Concord's yeah. the one up on Milwaukee that's yep, it got, is. like, boat check and fancy glass bars and stuff. I'm not a big fan of that place. But, that being said, it's intimate. So I saw Screeching Weasel there. I mean, it's pretty... Not a huge place. So, they are playing with the Dictators. And so, I don't know who's that's still in the cool. Dictators these days. I have no idea. Um, it's not Handsome Dick. They threw his ass out. It's a guitar player. It's Ugly Joe. Yes, it's, um, it's Ugly Dick. <laughs> ugly old Dick. Um, yeah, some of the guitar the guitar player, the main guitar, Ross the Boss, is it? Is that the main guitar player? He put the band back to it a couple years ago. It's interesting touring, you know, because they're doing Toronto, Boston, and Norwalk, Wall Street Theater. I don't know what that is. It's in New York, obviously, right? And then they're doing Chicago... And then they're all the way over to Denver and then California. So they're not playing uh, Michigan at no all? De- no Detroit, no Minneapolis, no Milwaukee, nothing like that, yeah. So, and it's supposed to be uh, Rats Gabies, Dave Vanian, Captain Sensible, and Paul Gray. Even though some people said it was the whole original lineup, it obviously isn't because Brian James is in no fit state to tour anymore. But it's a pretty it's a pretty authentic lineup. Did Brian James participate in the recent English because they just did it, or it was it the same four? It might have been the same four. They just did the OG. I think, I think he thing. might have done one show, mm. but Paul Gray, who was a longtime member, I think he's you know he's playing bass or whatever. I think so. He that, started when he started when he was still Paul Black. <laughs> Paul Gray. Very good, very good. Now he's Paul Bald. Yeah. Um, now as long as they're playing like some of the old stuff and not playing that fucking new album. That would be funny if everyone got excited and everybody went and it was a sellout and they played just the entire new album. <laughs> well, the good thing is the OG lineup didn't play the new album, so you'd think that would be safe to assume that they won't play that. Yeah, you'd think that it would just be... Dude, maybe they'll just they'll concentrate on... See, this would be great. If they just concentrated on Music for Pleasure and like the Black Album and just skip like <laughs> Machine Gun Etiquette and Damn, Damn, Damn. Ah, yeah. The stuff right. that people actually want to listen to, but anyway, I just thought that was an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting tour, so I guess you know. All right, I better play a song. Uh, sure. Yes, go ahead. 
the thing with this No Values Festival is they really screwed up because they didn't book Daglo abortions. There you go. Um, I remember, man, if you didn't listen to the episode where we had the Cretan on, I don't know what episode it was, but he was a great guest. You should go back and listen to it. You all know I'm a huge Daglo abortions fan, but it seemed like it took forever for their newest album, which is called Hate Speech, to finally get out of vinyl. Unrest Records, which is their label, is still around, but like their website doesn't work anymore, and it's just, I don't know what the heck's going on. Anyway, I was finally able to get a copy, Neil, of the Hate Speech Daigle Abortions album. It's great. It's got like Dr. Seuss artwork on it. Great album. So I want to play a song for that to celebrate. Alrighty. I finally got this on vinyl, and, it's, and I'm going to play the opening track because that was one of the ones I could find online floating around. It's called White People. White People. He's not a fan. That's going to be most of the people at this festival. There you White go. White People. That was Deglo Abortions there with white people. Why isn't he a fan? Because isn't he a white person? He is. It's tongue-in-cheek, kind of. Tongue-in-cheek. So, Murray Acton was on episode 108. 
Yes, check it out. It's very funny. He's and a very funny guy. He is. And he tells the filth. It, uh, I don't know if it's the filthiest joke we ever had here. Tata, it's either him or Tad Evans. Yeah. Um, War told the dirtiest joke ever. That was recorded May 13th, 2021. Yes. So man, maybe it's time to ring him up again. Where yeah, are we he, doing? Was, he was a he was a great guest, man. He, he was. was a great guest. Yeah, all over the freaking place. He's the one who turned me on to ivermectin or whatever. That's the horse tranquilizer that cured me of my COVID. No, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, anyway. Well, there we go. Um. So yeah, that, that's interesting. Hey. Yes, sir. I don't, I don't know where you want to pivot to next. You want me to read some mail? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It looks okay. like you have. Looks like you have some dialed up there. We we haven't had a lot recently, but we've had some good ones. So. Well, once again, we get so much spam because our emails got out there, so all the publicists hit us up, and that's fine if you're going to send us punk music. But most of them don't seem to be sending us punk music. Um, this, the title of this email is Neil is good for more than just being wrong about everything and angry. <laughs> See, I am good for something. Dear PTID, Neil has an extensive skateboarding background. Utilize it. A lot of us old dudes are skaters as well. It's in your demo. Get with the program. Play more GMDN. That's that's his band. Love you. Chris from Baltimore. And then uh, yesterday we got this follow-up email. <laughs> Dear PTID, out of curiosity, I peruse some other punk podcasts this week i can honestly say without hesitation that you are the absolute best one out there i would like to quickly highlight the areas that you rule in one sound quality production i know there's been some trial and error but as of today you sound as good or better than anyone else in the genre wow i'm amazed by that personally that's but good yeah, to know good to know i'm doing something right i guess flow i don't know how you both became five broadcasters but your rhythm together is killer Wheelhouse, you know stuff. I learned something every show. You learned that Neil loves the Twinks this episode. (laughs) Relevance, you validate the past by recognizing the present. Well, that's really nice, Chris. Thank you. Music, thank God you decided you were going to play music on the show. It saves me from having to pause the show, search for the song being talked about, listen to it, and then return to the show. I found myself doing that often while listening to other shows. Anyway, keep up the good work. The frequency has been excellent as well. I hope this makes up for my last drunk email. Cheers, Chris in Baltimore. <laughs> and just so you know, man, I didn't get offended at all by what you put in that last one. There you go. I thought it was pretty funny. And maybe I will do like a skateboard themed show one of these days. There you go. Yeah, I was uh, that completely. I, when I came to the States in 83. I was skateboarding the whole time for like all of the 80s. So yeah, I have a lot of stories about, uh, you know. Making you fun know, of a, making fun of an uh, making fun of Tony Hawk when he was like fifteen years old, and Chris, uh, uh, when he's trying to pull a girl, shit like that. Chris plays in a band called Good Men Doing Nothing, who are real real fun too. Um, we played them before, but I'm sure we'll play them again sometime. Um, Chris and I met many many years ago at a we were at a at the Punk and Drublick, which I haven't gone to since, and hmm. will never go to again, and. Uh, like he knew me from punk news and he's like can i get a selfie and i'm like and we took a picture and i'm like i can't believe somebody cares who i am at this point you know so it was kind of cool and anyway we remained friends and we text i don't know probably monthly or whatever and i'm gonna go hang out with him at the savage mountain punk fest in august looking forward to it so So are you all gonna go this year i am planning on it yes okay because I know it for, um, for a while you weren't no you didn't know if you were going well, to go I this year. I, I just I kind of need a year off, but I. So they've announced only two of the headliners so far, but Saturday night DOA is headlining, which I'm pretty stoked about. I think that's a good get for them. And Friday night, the Flesh Tunes from New York are headlining. So, 
And I know at least one. I know I, I Jerry told us in confidence two more of the bands. So I'm pretty excited about this. So I am. I think I'm going to be there. I'm going to go there. Here, my, this is just my punk rock life. You know, I'm going to go there. I'm going to watch punk rock stuff for the weekend. I'm going to drive home. I'm going to go to work for a couple of days, and then my son and I are going to go down to watch the Cincinnati Open tennis tournament. Huh. Interesting. Which is, which is a 1,000 level tennis thing because he's a big Rafael Nadal fan, and Nadal's retiring after this year. So. Did you have you ever seen professional tennis before? No. Live. No. I went to see when I was let's see I was a freshman in Manchester when I'd have been 81 I went to see um, one of the precursors to Wimbledon they'll have like a couple of uh, you know uh, lawn tennis championships ah, all over the country so the guys can warm up and I saw John McEnroe play in Manchester and John McEnroe was my idol back then so uh, hmm. yeah I went to see him play live in uh, Manchester at uh, Dewsbury or something like that it was one of the hmm. Ma- Manchester suburbs and uh, he won that uh, to- uh, tournament as he should because there was really nobody else in it. But yeah, and he won Wimbledon that year too. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a fun watch. You don't you don't realize how hard they hit the ball until you actually are there. Watch you know, well, watching a hundred and twenty mile an hour serve or whatever. I do think it's going to be weird because it really is. I just think about that as it's just sort of the weirdness of my life where you sort of walk in many worlds. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely a different, more posh kind of crowd that I'm accustomed to but it is for sure yeah it should be cool it's yeah. very expensive too oh it is it's pretty expensive but that's all right interesting so I you know what dude someday my someday our kids are going to watch them lower us into the ground and <laughs> might as well leave with some good memories right Jesus that's a happy thought well done well done on that one what else are we doing Neil what uh, else are we doing is, is that the only mail we have or do we have anything else in the hopper you know, we had a great one from our pal David Henning from, but I think it's like from way back in November, so I think we might just have to let that one go. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, just an example, some of the spam he was just talking about. Um, let's see. Nervous Eaters. Um, hardcore Band 92. Oh, see, see, that's one of our better publicists, actually. Earshot Media, okay. Yeah, they do. I get some good stuff from them, but I'm talking about the ones that don't go yep. to Spain. Here we go. Yep, the syndicates, uh, Buzzy Trans Indie Punk Duo. Oh, that's <laughs> like a Swedish metal band disruption. Or Dude, look, Norwegian melodic, melodic rock product or project, <laughs> shoegaze psych rock project, Swedish metal band. It's just yeah, it's, it goes on and on. Or or people trying to help us boost our. Boost yes. our podcast, like Boost it's up, it's yeah. done. It's done. Been boosted. This is this is it, man. This is our audience. So, and then occasionally we get uh, we get stuff from uh, Beatman. Reverend Beat. Reverend I saw we got some Beatman stuff in there. Yeah. yeah, the Sex Organs. Where well, that sounds like a good band. They dresses up as a penis. They're French. Of course they are. Fucking so. wankers. Yeah. Exactly. All right. What were we talking about? Uh, you going to play some? Oh, I know what we wanted to talk about. Before we get before we go anywhere else, um, and actually this might be our last major topic of the night, uh, record store day, twenty twenty four. Ah yes, yes, yes. So the bands or the releases were just released a few days ago. I mean, not released, but they were talk. You know, I they told us what it was going to be. I don't have it for me. I do. So I, I took. I actually did some uh, homework before this episode, Thomas. Mm. So look at you. About that. Yeah, I am Try good hard. for something, Chris. Try hard, you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so from what I could see on the US, I, I'm i not into all of these, but I figured you might be into some of them, so I just thought I'd list any of the punk-adjacent ones. Um, at the drive-in, are they 
I think. No, it's that's like emo, band. right? Oh, it is. Okay, okay. So we'll I mean, I've heard of it. I honestly, I don't even know, dude. All right, Dead Milkman, releasing a re-release of Bucky Fellini. Yeah, I might pick that, that up. All right, not my fa- not my favorite by them, but it's a decent, decent. One of the the biggest one for me for the entire for entire record store day, the digits. Yeah, the greatest the greatest hits on Touch and Go is coming out. It's going to be called Strictly Dynamite, and it's a double album. Um, well, I was going to say the beauty for you is even if you have all their other stuff, the second LP is going to be all unreleased stuff. So yep. now I so have you, I I have a lot of their unreleased stuff because oh, before dude. they were released before they were signed, they were putting out homemade cassettes. And I have a couple of those homemade cassettes. Well, I you assume, can sell those now. So I assume that it's going to be stuff from uh, Signifies yeah, My Goatee and uh, the first one. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. It looks like it's going to be yeah, a really I nice get package. That that, that's my number one priority. And I do believe we're actually going to have Rick Sims come on again and talk about that closer to, the, closer to the time. Um, Groovy Ghoulies uh, are having 40 years of Cappy and Groovy Ghoulies. I saw that, but did you see the format of that? Uh, it's a double album, it said. Yeah, one song from each of his releases. Oh. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. When you take one song off a good album that's got five good songs, and one song from a crappy album that's got zero good songs, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I kind of looked into some of these a little bit, and they kind of buzz-killed me. But anyway, I mean, I'm sure that's a nice, like, maybe overview. Because, yeah. I mean, I like Cappy, and I like the Groovy Ghoulies. I mean, it's it's... Probably decent. Do you ever see the Groovy Girl release? I never did. Yeah, I never I saw, saw him solo either. I saw I saw them a couple times, and uh, he used to have uh, the the female bass player and female drummer. I think yep, it was yep. uh, Scampy and Roach or something. They were super okay. nice. They was they couldn't have been nicer. Hmm. Um, anyway, the next one um, is a, a new punk band that's getting a ton of hype. Uh, Military Gun. Yeah, I, I, well, it's spelled funny. Yeah, yeah, with I, an I. I don't know. Yep. Are they hardcore or what? Not really. When I, because they play it on that, um, on that punk channel on uh, satellite radio sometimes, and I was actually pretty unimpressed. It wasn't at all. Yeah. It wasn't as all as hard as I thought it was going to be. I wonder if I'm getting me confused with conservative military image. Well, or I do too. I I thought they were the. I thought they were kind of the same cloth, but they're not. Military gun team is a lot more um, mainstream than than that. Yeah, because that conservative military image. Somebody said they're like, uh, I don't know. One of our listeners, I think it was JD or somebody, said it's like they're like DRI or something, or MOD or something like that, or some I can't remember some no, thrash. The, no, they're more oi. SOD, SOD or somebody said they were like they're more oi than that for sure. Huh. Yeah. All right, yeah. I like skin, JD. Um Okay, so going back to Motorhead, they are re-releasing their greatest hits album that came out like in 84 right so i love that album it's called no you know no the remorse. original was called yep. no remorse yep the new version is called remorse new i don't know if it's got more tracks on it or what but it had some cool non-album tracks like killed by death was the big one that i that they always played live that that was on that um i wouldn't necessarily be opposed to getting this even though i have some of the or actually I have a lot of the original you know albums that they came from I think I've got no remorse. I think it came out in in a leather, <laughs> a black see, leather. I have, see, I have it in CD, and I have, I have a couple of my vinyl. I have no, I have Overkill on vinyl, and I have Ace of Spades on vinyl. And I'll probably get some more. But like in the early two thousands, they did these deluxe CDs that were really nice. Have all extra tracks, double CDs and stuff. So I got a lot of that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I get. Anyway, that's a maybe. The digits is still my number one priority. 
Um, so then, there has to be, if it's Record Store Day, there has to be a Ramones thing. Yeah, right? Normally live or something. This year, it's 1975 Sire Demos. Yeah. So pre, I assume... Pre-LP. Pre-first yeah, LP. I assume it's the same songs as the first album, just... Here, I'll tell you what it is. Once again, if you got the early 2000s CD Ramones reissues, which were really well done with by Rhino, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. I remember. Those songs are on there. It's oh, all okay. those songs. And it's like, most of them ended up on the first album. There might have been one or two that ended up on the second album. And there's, you know, what's like the one that's always kicking around? I don't want to be learned. I don't want to be tamed, tamed or something yeah. like that. And then you know? SL, SLUG. Uh, yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah. and they're good songs. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably skip that one. Even though I said that before and I still bought that Pleasant Demos or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you did. Last year, I kind of got suckered into it. Um, bought it at Bucket of Blood. Uh, replacements, live at Chicago Metro. Yeah, I'm sort of sick of... The, the, the replacements are doing the kind of the Ramones thing where they just just can't stop trying stuff out. Um, so that's a double album. Um, this next one is kind of interesting to me because... Um, it's the slits. Uh, it's called In the Beginning. It's a double mm. album. Um, I never really liked... There's no way they have double albums worth of material that's good, because their really early primitive stuff was good, but after that, they... Well, were that's not. what this is. It's the early primitive stuff. Two it's, albums worth? No it's, way. It, it's, it's all live. It's mm. live shows. So, yeah, the early stuff, like shoplifting and stuff, was, I thought, much better than that stupid reggae shit that they started doing, well, so... What was it? Like, the Peel Sessions were pretty good, right? Was that, yeah. like, their real early... Yeah, yeah. yeah like Vaseline, early I think, was one of the songs. Vaseline before they, and... Yeah, before they made albums. Yeah. yeah. Before they invent, uh, did the reggae thing. Um, so, anyway, but I'm not going to buy it because it's live, so fuck that. But anyway. Mm. Um, and then, of course, again, much as there has to be a Ramones thing on... Uh, on record store day, there has to be a Joe Strummer thing. I think it's yeah. I think it's the law. I think it's uh, you'd be arrested if they didn't. So this is twenty five years of one of his stupid Mescaleros albums. Um, I don't know why the hell that's been re released, but it has. So that's that's there. Yeah, his solo albums have kind of all be- become venerated. I don't, I don't know. I never really got into them. So yeah. Um, then there's an early television live double album, hmm. which could be fairly interesting, I guess. It can be interesting to listen to, but is it something you need to own on? Hell no. But I just, thought I, I just thought I'd yeah. mention it because somebody here probably would like it. And then there was, there was some Wall of Voodoo uh, reissue stuff, and I liked Wall of Voodoo. They were they were good. Yeah, I saw that. Their first EP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That was kind of cool. So that's, um, the, that's the U.S. stuff. Um, just out of interest, I looked at what was on the U.K. releases for Record Store Day. And uh, there were a couple things that were not on the U.S. There was a lot of the same stuff. Hmm. But on the U.K., one of the most interesting things was this. Remember when we had Durwood on? Yep. And he said, um, after Generation X, he did a short-lived thing with Glenn Matlock and Rat Scabies. Mm, the, band, the band was called Dead Horse. And mm. whatever, six or eight tracks or whatever they recorded, that's coming out for Record Store Day. Mm. And I think that's the kind of thing that Record, Day, Record Store Day should be. Yeah. It's shit like that, that otherwise has been buried all these years. So, that's only on the UK Record Store Day. Um, oh, you'll be paying big money to have that shit to you, huh? Yeah, probably. Um, UK subs have a compilation of a lot of the... So, not their classic 70s singles, like Stranglehold and stuff. This is a collection of their 80s singles. Hmm. And it's called UK Subversives. And uh, I thought that looked fairly interesting. Hmm. 
And then, probably the, the, the cream of the crop here, um, X-Ray Specs, Germ-Free Adolescence. Germ-Free Adolescence, their one album, is being uh, released as a picture disc. Mm-hmm. With a, a post with poster and like liner notes and shit like that, so I thought that looked fairly interesting. You know, so. I have I have Germany Lessons like uh, Captain Oi, mm-hmm. a double CD version of it because most of us know the singles almost as much as the album, and the album didn't really have like what what we consider their hits necessarily. Well, the album had almost all the singles. It had all the singles except for Bondage. Was that the only one I didn't have? Yep. And okay. so the album, you, you felt kind of shortchanged when you bought the album because you'd heard most of the songs already. Well, I feel kind of shortchanged that it doesn't have what is considered their kind of signature track. Oh, Bondage, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, that came out before the... I keep looking at it. I see it. There's like a clear, a clear, crystal clear print of it right now that you can buy. Yeah. But um, there was a couple more I saw that were... I don't have the list in front of me, but there were a couple other ones. But what's happening is, like, there was a great San Francisco, well, Bay Area thrash band that never made it called Forbidden, and they put out a couple of great records in the 80s. Hmm. And then they did, like, a a later album that's supposed to be pretty good, so, like, that album is coming out for Record Store Day. And same thing with, uh, you know, Excel. You know the band Excel? I remember them. They used to be in Thrasher. Yeah, they they were a a crossover band. Their first couple albums were on, on Suicidal tendencies label was okay. just suicide records i can't remember um and then they put out another one later for somebody else but once again it's kind of like they're it's not really considered their prime material you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like uh, you know I, I wouldn't be opposed to it it's like blast you know they just put out their reissued their third album which is called take the manic ride hmm. like their first couple the first one's called in the blood and the one after that's called the expression of power or the power of expression power of expression remember. yeah and those are kind of considered their classics. But then, you know, they have that third one. So I, I, I don't know. We'll see what grabs me. We'll see what kind of prices we're talking about. I mean, is this Digits thing, is this a $40 record or is it a $30 record? I don't know. Yeah, it might be a $40 record. Touch and Go, I don't know how... You know. Touch and Go's pretty reasonable usually, <laughs> even though I just bought that freaking uh, negative approach reissue i put a picture of it in the facebook group if you're not looking if you're not looking at the facebook group you should look at it just for the pictures of our records on there um because you know they redid in 2010 negative approach redid the cover art of their first ep yeah it was was so brutal so bad yeah so i had that version so i always wanted to get the original cover so i got the one of the the new one of the original cover art on a purple purple vinyl so but it was 12.99 and that was not an unfair price. That was what they're going for between Dude, 12, twelve and fifteen dollars for seven inch. The last time I, last time I was in the, the last time I was with you, in the Coopersville, I actually we went to the uh, went to your local record store and I actually bought that EP over there. I bought yeah. that original, um, not the original, but uh, but you know the thing was I already had the blacks. So I was kind of holding out because I know there was a green grass hmm. a couple of years ago, so I just wanted something a little different. So I got the purple, hmm. and I I see it. You might still see it around for ten bucks for an older press. Of course, the originals go for thousands now. Now, is that something that you will actually play, or is it just to have it? Uh, I gotta say that one's probably more just to have it. I played it when I got it, mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was killer. But uh, yeah, it might be just more of a compulsion. I really have been drawn towards sort of trying to buy up as much of this Michigan stuff as possible i guess i'm more of a complete when it comes to that stuff than i would be 
you know, just some random L.A. hardcore band or something. Yeah, I get that with Chicago stuff, too. Like yeah. I tried to get, like, all the original Effigy stuff and, and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I get that. I, yeah, and I got some of that and some not. So, yeah, but, you know, there wasn't that many, like, definitive Michigan hardcore bands. It was, like, The Meat Man and The Fix and a Negative Approach. And, uh, like, I just I just ordered another a Violent Apathy thing, that like an archival Violent Apathy thing, because they only really did one proper single you know see when you say the fix i always think of that like 80s like new wave one band, the thing fix. means to yeah. another yeah. yeah reach the beach was the name of the album i believe problem with that uh, uh, the fix was like one step removed from frankie goes to hollywood i mean it was not <laughs> not great right <laughs> well, um, liverpool legends yes but that you know we talked about that and i think we talked about that with a guest recently that fix single thousands of dollars thousands the, the fix's first single it's called uh, vengeance slash in this town and it's literally like two and a half minutes both sides of the record mm. but it's so good man it's just one of those undeniable like uh like when you put on nervous breakdown yep the first black flag thing you're like holy shit something is happening here and that's the way that single is so you're like whoa man just wow. makes you makes you want to punch a hole through the wall i gotta hear that dude it's good. We've, it. we've we've played it on this podcast once or twice. Oh, we have. Okay, but uh, you know, well, I might have subbed in the actual deal of fix. One thing leads to another, so yes, it's possible that people didn't hear. <laughs> Relax, don't do it when you want to get to it. Well, there you go. Yes. <laughs> once again, Frankie goes to Hollywood, not the fix. Well, actually, I actually have like the fix greatest hits, like that FIXX. Yeah, yeah. Like on CD, but they only had like one and a half hits. Like, I don't remember what the second one was. Like, Red Skies at Night or something. I mean, they, had, they barely had two hits. Well, that was a pretty big album that reached the beach was album. It? Yeah, it was pretty big. Um, well, and it's not terrible. I mean, it was better than, you know, it's not like it was, you know, Lionel Richie or something, but it wasn't. Are you going to uh, sing us some Lionel Richie? Hello. Is this <laughs> me you're looking for? for? Yeah. I, uh, man, when I was like, 12 years old i i dug some line richie i'm not gonna lie i bet you did hey, um because you know, he, he was like he was like a black guy a cool black guy but not like a scary black guy you know he kind of had that <laughs> he was a friendly black man. like like he was like a good starter black guy to get into some black music yeah exactly. well, there you go um now frankie goes to hollywood um holly johnson the singer uh got some good old punk credentials he was in the early liverpool punk band big in japan he played mm. bass huh yeah frankie goes to hollywood was like a big gay band right <laughs> That's weren't they wasn't that their thing weren't they like a big <laughs> yes i think that's pigeonholing them a little bit but why you gotta relax so much neil yeah really that's always relaxing two tribes baby two tribes i mean um, I, I thought that was like i thought that i thought they were i'm not even trying to be a jerk i actually thought they were kind of a big no they are they were cause, the world. Okay. i think because paul rutherford one of the backing singers had the classic leather you know thing going on with the big mustache and shit yes it was listen so did you so did so did rob halford from Jewish priest and he's a man's man <laughs> Yes, 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 indeed he is. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Um, so anyway, well, I think that... Uh, okay, so, as promised earlier, um, the winks at the end of their set, the singer said, oh, I'm going to do something special now. I hope you guys don't mind. So they launched into a cover of Helter Skelter. And in the middle of Helter Skelter, they broke into... So, you know, everyone knows the Beatles song, Helter Skelter, right? Did they do it Beatles style, or did they do it Motley Crue style? They... Well, that's interesting you say that, because they started it Susie and the Banshees style. Hmm. Okay. And, um... 
but then it went they went then it went more Beatles. But then they broke out of that and went into War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Hmm. And then they played War Pigs, and then he went back to the end of Helter Skelter. So it was actually a very interesting end to the set. Mm. But because now I think that the Susie and the Banshees version of Helter Skelter is the definitive version for me. So I'm actually going to play that now. That's going to be my fourth song tonight. If people have never heard it, this is Susie and the Banshees from their first album, The Scream. And this is Helter Skelter.
Now, if you've never heard that song, uh, that version, I should say, of Helter Skelter, the beginning of it is super fucking creepy, of the Susie and the Banshees version. Because it starts really slow and then just builds up into this frenetic ball of energy. So uh, I, think that's the, I think that's the best version of that song. So maybe the Twinks... Winks! You got me doing it now! <laughs> Son of a bitch. The Winks should actually listen to that Susie and the Banshees version so they can get some uh, do that do the cover properly. But anyway, anyway, it was kind of cool that they that they played those two songs. I told you they played War Pigs. So I think you were impressed that I even knew what the song was. Yes. Well, like I said, Sabbath was those first couple Sabbath albums, man. Ooh, undeniable, undeniable. First three, I would say for sure. Kind of slowed down after that, but the cocaine just became when they were just doing mountains of cocaine. And now he's fussing around like uh, like President Biden. Sad man, it's real sad. He still wants to play. Oh, do a couple more shows, like, dude, come on. Yeah, well, there you go. At least he's I not. Mean, at least he's not president. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's still making music. He just can't play live. Like they can still like prop him up to do his. It's like the equivalent of a press conference, I guess. They can still prop him up to make a record, but. Uh, well, you say that, but what did he actually do? I mean, apart from the singer, I'm sure he didn't write any music, did he? I mean, I uh, you know, I think I think he was had a hand in writing. Yeah, I mean, he wrote the words, and I think he. Well, like, it's funny because in Black Sabbath, he didn't write the words. Oh, he didn't. No, Geezer Butler, the bass player, wrote the words. Oh wow! Which is funny write. because it explains why. You know, some some solo careers are good and some are bad, but I, there's a few I have such a a bone to pick with. One of them being Ozzy, the difference between peak Sabbath and Ozzy's solo career is Ozzy's solo career is such lightweight garbage. Hmm. You know, I'm not saying I won't sing along to Crazy Train or something, but it's not nearly as good as even, like, mediocre Tony Iommi riff. Like, I feel the same way about Sting. I mean, I can't even listen to Sting. It's just so bad. Like, I like The Police, unironically. I mean, I, I really do. I like their music. But, man, Sting's solo stuff is so bad, right? And I feel the same way about Ozzy. It just doesn't doesn't work. Um, so even like the even like the early '80s Black Sabbath stuff when they had the different. You know, no, no, they sucked by then. It would have okay. been like the first. I mean, they put out eight albums with Ozzy, but that was like the '70s. You know, it was like an album a year. Yeah, and yeah. They were just they were so cool. Bands used to do that then. Yeah. The first sure. six, the first six are really solid, and then after that, they, they put out two more with Ozzy, where they were just kind of, once again, flogging a dead horse, as you English people say. Um, but uh, yeah, Ozzy solo stuff is just so bad, man. Oh dear. It's so bad. So and like I said, Sting, Ozzy. I'm trying to think. There's, I'm sure there's other examples, but uh, Ozzy, if you want to come on the show, mate, don't uh, don't let yeah. don't let Tom put you off. Well, I, I mean, you could say like like. Like to 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 use your hero, like Morrissey's solo stuff was not a significant downgrade for the Smith stuff. Nope. Or at least it's not like I mean, there's people who like the Smiths and don't really like him solo, but it's not like it was a total abortion. Like I'm telling you, Sting's solo stuff is just so bad. Yeah, it is. Makes me sad. Well, even the even the later Police stuff was pretty god awful. Oh, I don't know about that. Their last album was uh, 1982, Synchronicity. I I mean, granted, you were a little you know you were older, but I, I was a kid, but I still thought that was a pretty good album. Hmm. Yeah, maybe every, you need to, maybe you need to listen to it now. Now that you're a grown every, man, no, I still every breath you take, man. I mean, that was I, once again. I was I was nine years old, ten years old when it came out, but I thought it was really good. Creepy stalker song. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> listen, how are you gonna get that somebody to have? 
tantric sex with you for 12 hours if you don't creepily stalk him for <laughs> yes. yes, I can't stand to watch Bruce Springsteen for three hours. I certainly don't want to have sex for 12 hours. Thank you. <laughs> Not even with Sting? 20, 20, <laughs> a nice 15 minutes and then a nice pint afterwards. That's fine there for you me. Go. Thank you very there much. You go. There you that go. 15 minutes includes getting undressed, getting dressed, all your foreplay. That's, that's everything. There you go, ladies. <laughs> Heard it here first. Aren't you lucky? All right. Listen. <laughs> I have one song left. Yes, you do. So I'm and assuming I think we're talked out. We didn't yep. even get into record shopping. We're going to say that for another day. Now I assume this is a cover as well. Yes, it is. So it's of course a great, great classic '60s protest song. It's funny because I heard another punk band do it on Spotify today, and I can't remember who it was. It was DOA or who it was? But I'm like, I like the the Dickies. Like, the, the Dickies do it. The Dickies. Version. That's yeah. what it was because I've yeah. been listening to the Incredible Shrinking Dickies. Yep. And their version is great, also, obviously. But I'm like, I always was I always was inclined towards this version of it. So this is the Undead, which of course is Bobby Steele, kind of classic era Misfits guitar player's band after he left the Misfits. This is the Undead doing Barry McGuire's Eve of Destruction, the great protest song. Fits in with our gonna have a geezer for president theme. Yep. Don't 
leave a trace And you can eat your next door neighbor But don't forget to say grace I can tell me Okay, that was the undead with Eve of Destruction. And uh, yeah, did Mario, Barry McGuire ever do anything? Ever do anything else? No, I think that was the only song. I mean, he must have. I mean, that was was he a protest singer? I assume he was, right? I guess that was the only one that resonated with people. Barry McGuire. Let's look him up real quick. I guess his songs about how he, uh, you know, took in uh, injured raccoons didn't resonate with people the same way the song about the Vietnam War did. <laughs> That's actually the uh, Jeff Pizzotti, the Naked Ray Gun singer. I know. He actually takes in injured raccoons these days. Yes. Um, solo career, Beaver of Destruction. Solo yeah, that, career? Was he in a band? That appears to be his... That was it, dude. I'm telling you, that was yeah. it. Sins of a Family. Hmm. Oh, no, he didn't even write it. P.F. Sloan? Oh, Sloan wrote it. Oh, no kidding. You didn't even get paid on that. Sorry, Barry Maguire. Yeah. But the uh, you know what? He'll be forever immortalized in that Mamas and Papas song. McGuinn and Maguire are still they're getting higher. And everybody's getting fat. It's that Mama Cass. You know that song? That Mama's oh, and Papa. yeah. Yeah, McGuinn and McGuire, of course... Barry McGuire wrote Eve of Destruction, and McGuinn was the guy from The Birds. No, that's what I'm saying. McGuire didn't write Eve of Destruction. Well, I'm just saying the the freaking Mamas and Papas name checked him, whether he wrote it or not. All right, don't get all angry. Just because you're in love with Mama I gotta, Cass. I got to pee really bad. We've been doing this for like two hours now. Yeah. Yeah, he gets crabby when he has to pee, everybody. I'm going to go choke on a sandwich. <laughs> okay. Don't choke like fucking Mama Cass, baby, that's please. Exactly right. No pork chops for you. No Karen Carpenter for me. Yes. All right. Anyway, Neil, it's been a pleasure. Oh, we were all over the place tonight. Hold on a second. What was that? I'm going to end with a joke. What was that joke Tom used to tell about uh, fucking oh, Karen Carpenter? Um, yeah, we remember. Remember for a while there when you were telling a joke. Boy, that was a long was. time ago. Any, anybody been yeah. with us long enough to remember when Neil used to tell a joke? Yeah. It's something. Oh no! Well, you know what? I love it for right, next, next time. I love the Karen Carpenter joke for next time. It's horribly mean, and uh, I'll t- I'll, te- I'll text you to remember the character Karen Carpenter. You'll have to yeah. you'll have to reach out to Tom maybe and ask him. Yeah, that's Rick. Yeah, Tommy the commie, not regular Tom. No, 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 that's his Rick. Blad- huh? Bladder cancer, Rick. Oh, bladder cancer, Rick. Anyway, punktlydive <laughs> seventy seven at Gmail with all your complaints directed towards Neil, not me. <laughs> and punktlydive Facebook group, punktlydive on Instagram, punktlydive blah blah blah. Coming soon to a theater near you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, uh, keep a little mark in your heart. And uh, yeah, stay free. And we'll we'll smell you later. Smell you later. Bye bye. A piece of meat, Satan's my name. I can make you sin. I can make you feel pain. I can twist. I can make you seduce me. Want to do the what to see? You can call me Lucy. Sacrifice versions for your reach, you 
show hope you enjoyed it remember keep a little mark in your heart and we'll be back the same mark time same mark channel that's it man game over man it's game over ah, ha, ha. ever get the feeling you've been cheated good night what a fucking rotter What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.